This episode is brought to you by SEPTA Key Advantage, a unique and valuable transit benefit program that gives your employees all-day, everyday access to the entire SEPTA system. That means your staff can get into the office, over to a meeting, and out for the night, seamlessly and affordably, all thanks to you. Learn how easy it is to customize a SEPTA Key Advantage program for your team at septa.org slash partner programs. Hi. No, okay, it's Konnichiwa, friends. Mina-san, konnichiwa. Osasuguri des, Matt-kun. Yes, uh, Chris, what's up? Glad you're here already. <laughs> he was waiting. He must have been stalking this motherfucker for a whole month. Yeah, all right, guys, welcome. We are back. Yeah. I'm Matt, and to join me, Ethan, what's going on, man? How are you doing? I missed you, buddy. I missed you. Uh, all right guys we know we haven't been here for two three weeks we're alive you can tell at least we're alive we, we, we are alive um a lot happened so i'm i'm just gonna get right to it a uh, couple weeks ago my mother passed away and i've been dealing with that for the past few months uh i saw her like that well, in May, when I went to my little brother's wedding, that was where we saw she wasn't doing so well. And then again, months later, it's we find out she was diagnosed with lung cancer. I was stage three. It was a, uh, they said it could be treatable, radiation, all that. And then we found out that the pain medicine was not working anymore, and it was getting to the point where hospice was the only option. And I got that call on my birthday mm-hmm. from my brother saying that this is what's going to happen. So me and my spouse, we took the, we drove down that night. We didn't get to the island until like 4 a.m. Because we were going to at least say goodbye to her. Because there was no way she was going to last long enough. So we got there. We woke up at 7.30. We were going to leave at 8. And as we were on our way there, we found out she passed. Like, it did not last long. So, yeah, so sadly, I didn't get to say goodbye. But she did give me a call, a birthday call, day of. She wished me happy birthday. It was her, my stepdad, my brother, Jess. So at least I got that as my last little moment with her. With her. And she did it before their anniversary. <coughs> stop, stop. But... I had to get that one in. I'm sorry. I know. I know. That was a great line when you said. I know. That. I know. She, uh, yeah, she held up for my friend. Um, everything was quick. Uh, service was fr- was the Friday of. Um, a lot of my friends um, uh, 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 promote our wrestling board. He showed up. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, Jerry, his wife, very nice. Uh, people I haven't seen in a while. They all came. Of course, family from both sides were there. We left at nine o'clock. That day we didn't get home because basically it was we weren't gonna spend another night after the yeah. service and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a lot. And the people that reached out, thank you. 
so much. You guys are our friends, and I do I do feel that love, and I appreciate it from everyone. So for that, I thank you all. Um, yeah, it was a mix of that. Took some grief, grief leave. Mm-hmm. I worked that Tuesday of after. And yeah, on that, it was just I was not having enough time to like play catch up for a bit. Mm-hmm. For both of us. Makes sense. Yeah, I've yeah. just been busy with life. I can't, uh, I have no real excuse, not like you, anybody passing away. Yeah. So it's a blessing for me, but at the same time, I've been busy from that perspective. So um, I've just been getting more tattoos, guys. Yeah, he's, he's going he's, he's to have more than Post Malone soon. No, fuck that. No <laughs> way. No way, Jose. Ain't happening. But no, yeah, just been busy with life. I've been struggling to catch up. G1 came in, and I put that in the yep. for a minute before I fell behind on that. But as a sacrifice, I caught up on anime. So here we are. We're back. Yeah, we're here. Um, we're not doing full reviews yet again. This is more of a recap. We've got two to three to talk about. Yes. Because otherwise we'll be here seven plus, and we ain't doing that. <laughs> I mean, we could be here seven plus if you want to go through all the news we've missed over the last month. Uh, I already got the news up. It's not a lot. Really? Not a lot of news in a month? Yeah, I'm, I'm on page two of the MAL, so. That's it? That's it covers the month? A full month that we haven't made just about that we that we that we already talked that we haven't talked about already. So I'll be tarred and feathered. I'll tell you what. All right, so let's just get to it. All right. Uh, light novel Chivalry of a Failed Knife is gonna end with the 19th volume for people that read. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I had anime. I'm not sure. Probably did. I don't know. Uh, Ichiro Oda's Monsters one shot manga is getting the anime. Let us see. Sasaki and Peeps is getting a 2024 anime. Let's see. Light novel. Why Nobody Remembers My World is getting a TV anime. Near Automata version 1.1a. Second core is in production. It uh, looks like it'll probably come out in January. 2026. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, this, hopefully there is no production issues. Are we taking over-unders on production issues? <laughs> Might as well, right? We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, the manga, the yokai next to me is getting a TV anime in 2024. Where does the apocalypse train go for 2024? Uh, second season of Unite Up is like a, it's an idol project. Is getting a second at the anime announced. There's no release date for that for those idol fans. Yay! All right, next page. <laughs> Uh, Good Night World gets an anime for October 2023. It looks like it's going to be a Netflix exclusive. Oh, they're gonna say it looks like it's gonna be a suicide anime. I was gonna be like, Jesus, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, voice actress uh, Risa Kubota announces her retirement as of July 31st. I don't know. Uh, she, she was on I'm Standing on a Million Lives, really? Yeah, who is she? Uh, uh, Shindo. She was Shindo. Oh wow, yeah. that's a, that's a pretty crucial character. As one of the crucial yep. side characters. Wow. Yep, and uh, a couple of idol projects. But yeah, uh, congrats. Enjoy your retirement. You'll be back. In. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, let's see. Is there is there an English name for this yet? Uh, Boku Yaku Battery is getting a TV anime. It looks like it's a baseball anime. Yeah, real sports or no sports. Uh, Yuru Yuri spinoff manga, Omaroke gets an anime adaptation in 24. Heard Yuri. Not that happy, Yuri. Let's try. I want more lesbians in my life. Next season. (sighs) 
Uh, stage play Trump is adapted for a TV anime. Donald Trump paid for his own anime? <laughs> no, not that Trump. <laughs> oh, no. I would not watch. Bro, that would be fucking... Imagine a Donald Trump anime. I'm Antagonist sure of the decade. I'm, I'm sure he's a parody somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah girls. there'll be a lollycon in the show about the real history of America. MAGA. Uh, original <laughs> anime Urahara is getting a TV anime. There is uh, no release date for that yet. Uh, what is there is none. There's no uh, synopsis either. That's moving on. Uh, there is a teaser, but I'm not gonna watch it now. Uh, you don't deserve my eyes. No. Uh, Kaiju number eight finally has a release date for spring 24. Mm. Uh, we get a new My Hero Academia movie again. Yep. Um, it's gonna be around the Collapse Society. They said, actually, I read that it's going to be a, a timeline, like, it's going to be pretty close to the current timeline. Right. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it for news. All right. All right, let's get to the yeah, various... Get fucking various ones. So, guys, an update in terms of our, viewings, our viewing periods. In the time that Matt was away, I picked up ZOM 100! Ta-da! Yay! So we'll talk about that together. Um, in the time away, Matt dropped the dreaming guy as a realist. Yep, I I had enough. I gave it I gave it four episodes. I gave it one more for good measure, and it just did not. It didn't tickle your teeth. And it in that not. process, I've also given up Dark Gathering. However, there is a shot I may pick it back up. Yes, you should. <laughs> I just I don't like the fuck. I don't like the, the girl. I don't like the little girl. She's the entire focus of the. I, I love her plight. I don't love the girl. I don't love the character. Second, um, I hate how this motherfucker always is on the brink of death. That plot armor pisses me off. Thoroughly. Thoroughly. I'm gonna die. Just kidding. I lived. I'm gonna die. Just kidding. She saved me. Nah, this, the girls want to bring him to the point of death. I don't like that. And Aiko's crazy. She's yes. crazier than the little girl. She's the worst friend ever. You would think, right? We went through this whole fucking situation together. You and I both got cursed. I have they gone over her what her curse is? No, we don't know what the curse is. We don't know what the curse is. But regardless, we went through the we went through this traumatic event together. And rather than avoid going through any sort of recollection of said traumatic event, you want to like double and triple and quadruple. She loves she and- loves this shit. And she, and she loves Kentaro. She's got a death wish. She loves the horror. She loves the gore. Does she like have feelings for him? Have this has this been acknowledged in, in the two episodes that I've missed? Yes. Really? He's she's got feelings for him. Yes. She wants to fucking suck him off while she's getting his brain sucked off by a ghost. Yes. She yeah, she loves this guy. And she had it with this creepy smile on her face. That's not helpful either. It's not, but no, Imagine this banging girl that you went through a traumatic experience with. I love you, baby. As she pulls out an object of said traumatic experience. Not helpful. Yeah. That's not boner inducing at all. If I'm the opposite sex, I'm sorry. It, it well, it is for her. <laughs> it, it doesn't tickle my taint. So that, that's a maybe um, like 60, 40. No, that's where I'm at. I think I'm at 60, 40. No, in terms of repicking it up. But we'll see because the screenshot of the hanging bodies that you'll talk about later Kind of intriguing, can't lie. Yeah, that was a that was a whole. They're just dangling around while this is going on, like you know, willy nilly. As as this confrontation happens in the back, oh, it's just it's just banging bodies. At least they and weren't racially insensitive. 
Yep, pretty much. All right. All right. So therefore, with that said, guys, that's our updates in terms of what we've been watching and not watching as a unit or individually. So I just realized I spelled Manoa Guitar wrong. All right. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm going to start off with the latest episode. Uh, well, as late as possible. I Because I was busy as shit today, I didn't watch the latest episodes of Manono Guitari as well as Dreaming Guy is a realist. Dreaming Boy is a realist. Dreaming Boy. Didn't watch those two that dropped today. Um, it was busy as shit at work. So I'm just going to go over last week's episodes for the two of them, basically. Um, so we'll start off with Dreaming Boy is a realist. Episode five that Matt did not watch is the, one, the first one since he dropped it. Um, it was all right. Honestly, uh, there's basically, I'm going to keep these brief. Basically, there was a part um, with this chick that wants to be like student council president. I think, Matt, you recall in episode four, there's like a random chick that's kind of stalking, uh, stalking Aika. I don't know her name, but yes. I forget her name too, because I don't think she's consequential. But in any case, um, yeah, so we pick up where they left off. She finally confronts Aika and is like, hey, you get the, you get the, the, the honor to support me. Huh? And so we find out she's basically running for student council president. And uh, long story short, basically the episode ends with Aika, um, what's it called with Sajo, sorry, confronting Aika. I'm sorry, confronting the girl about Aika and basically just complimenting her, like just nonchalantly, very chilly. But Aika gets embarrassed and storms off because she's like, you know, embarrassed that the guy that was stalking her that she now wants to stalk her again is complimenting. Um, but the, that's not the focus of the episode, truly. The focus of the episode, truly, is basically it surrounds Sajo getting sick. So you basically see him over the course of the episode slowly, like, deteriorate. Like, he's sneezing. He's kind of tired. Um, and basically, one day when it's raining in the morning, everything kind of comes to, to a head. So he's just walking, sees Ika in front of him. You know, they start talking just very casually as they're walking to school. And all of a sudden, uh, a truck coon comes. And truck coon wants to go splash water on Ika. So what does the, the noble Sajo do? He takes his umbrella, puts it in front of Aika so Aika doesn't get wet, but soaked to the brim, right? And so he's already getting sick. He feels like shit. He gets soaked to the brim. He goes to school, and he passes out, basically, like, at his desk. He's tired. He goes to sleep. He sleeps for three periods, wakes up in the third period, and his teacher chastises him, like, you know, like, I know you don't care about school, but at least pretend to be awake. And then he's like, I don't feel good. Can I go to the nurse's office? And she goes, fine. Takes three steps, collapses. Oh, shit. He's really fucking sick. He wasn't just sleeping. So he gets carried over to the nurse's station. He's got a fever. Um, nothing else too severe. He's just, you know, stressed, fever, tired, and he's sick. So um, Aika and um, what's the other girl's name now I'm forgetting? Uh, give me a second. Do I have it here? Okay. Aika and Kay. They walk over during like their breaks or whatever, and they go to talk to him. And you know, they actually kind of see like a, a vulnerable side of Sajo, and that's very endearing to the to both girls. And I don't, I didn't write this in my review, but there's a part in that piece where like Sajo, like tells them to like, you know, he's like just talking in general about like some of his thoughts. Like they're, they're, he's kind of mumbling because he's kind of delirious because he's tired, but he's talking, and it's very eye opening again to the girls to see him so vulnerable. Aiko tries to go closer to give him water and he yells at her like, get away. I don't want you to get sick. And both girls are like, oh, shit. Like Sajo's never yelled at us. Like, what the fuck is going on? So anyway, news spreads basically after um, uh, what's her name? Rin. After Rin goes to look for Sajo, they're like, where's Sajo? He's normally not absent. So they tell him like, oh, he's sick. 
So then she goes and tells his older sister, Rin and the older sister and Kay and, and Ika come and, you know, they have the conversation. They see him, talk to him. He's sick. He ends up falling asleep. Blah, 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 blah whatever. Right. And then from there, uh, basically, um, where am I at with this? Um, all right. And then you see another part basically where um, Ika and, um, and May, I'm sorry, Kay, go over to Sajo's house, you know, you know, see him, make sure he's doing good, et cetera, et cetera. But throughout this entire process, you continue to see what we've seen that annoyed you, Matt, is just Ika continues to have these festering feelings, these festering feelings that she can't talk about, she can't verbalize. Um, so she clearly is misses Sajo, wants Sajo to like continue to be what he she's used this, to be. My problem is she's not an interest in Sundere, just generic. The show is very generic. The only reason why I keep on is because of Sajo. I think Sajo's not bad. You have to admit, Sajo's not bad. He's okay, but it's not one character's not nuts for everyone else. <laughs> sure. And I like Kay. Kay's an awesome best friend, best girlfriend. I like her too. Those two girls are the reason why I'm kind of together. So that dynamic. But yeah, I can agree that Ike is very bland. Um, but regardless, that's kind of like the gist of it. Basically, you know, the more she's like continuing to fall for him in a way, even though he's not getting attention. And it's so funny. Because, like, I've had so many of my friends tell me that, like, oh, whenever you don't give a girl attention is when she's most interested in you. Perfect anime example right there of that exact sequence. Anyway, so that's uh, Dream Boys a Realist. I did nothing to help Matt return to it. So No, it's just okay. I, I, I'm fine not watching it. How many do you have now, Matt, now that you dropped, the, you dropped this one, too? You have, like, what, 18 now? Before Misfit comes back? I picked 19. And then 20 when Misfit comes back? Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. I've got 18 and then it'll be 19 and then come back. Yeah, uh, hopefully that picks up. Hopeful fucking way. If not, then this is going to be another drop. Yes, I know. No, no, we'll continue. We're ha- we're at the halfway. Fair enough. Good. Um all right. <clears throat> Next episode for me is Monona Gatari. Um to catch you guys up from the last time I spoke about Monona Gatari, basically um Hyoma got to face the paper umbrella. And after basically he struggled a little bit and uh, basically he uh, what's it called? He had to get help from everybody else. But with everybody's help, they managed to defeat the paper umbrella. But now they're at this point where the paper umbrella was a little too easy to defeat. And basically in that fight with the paper umbrella, um, she called the Maribo inside of um, uh, fuck. I'm forgetting her name. Uh, son of a bitch. Why am I forgetting her name? Um, Botan. Um, she called the the, the um, Masibo inside of uh, Botan Master. And after the battle's all said and done, basically, um, there's a point where uh, Botan basically looks at, at Hyoma and you get a flashback to the earlier episode where he promises to, you know, always be there to protect her no matter what. He showed up. He kept his promise. He protected her in this instance where she was about to get tortured to death and her friends are going to get tortured to death because they got caught in this trap. And she felt very emotional. And she's like, Yoma, you know, you know, you did a lot for me. And thank you. But before she could finish, like thanking him, like the Masibo, like the um, the barrier inside of her that keeps that Masibo trap cracks and she passes out. They bring her over to the Katamori compound because during that battle, there was some other unknown assailant that destroyed the mansion that they lived at and actually managed to incapacitate uh, Kushige. And so Kushige basically is now one part of the bridal trouser that's like currently incapacitated. Like his, 
his thing is broken. He's not dead, but it's going to take a lot of repairing and time for him to come back. So he's out of the picture for right now. So this episode basically picks up in the aftermath of that. And basically we see Katamori, uh, the, the head guy, it was like, you know, hey, like, you know, don't do anything stupid. You're in our house now and be careful. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, we'll fuck you up. Um, he got a lecture from uh, some of the, the people from the clan in regards to, you know, not using any of the techniques because he was just filled with like revenge and like pr- wanting to protect Botan. Like all of his training just went out the window. He just went off instinct to try and fight the paper umbrella, which is not smart in the grand scheme of things. Hence why he needed the help. So he got a lecture on that. And when he's done lecturing, um, he finally sees Botan. Botan awakes, finds out about Kushige. She mourns a little bit with everybody, but she tries to stay positive. Everybody goes to sleep. So it's just Yoma and Kushige. Uh, I'm sorry, Kyoma and Botan. And Botan finally expresses, like, hey, you did a lot for me. You kept your promise. Thank you so much. Da 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 da. Like, there's a nice, like, it's a nice little, like, moment, bonding moment through this, like, traumatic time for Botan with Hyoma. But Hyoma realizes he needs to get stronger. He promises Botan, I'm going to get stronger so I can protect you better. And he speaks to his grandfather, tells him the story about what happened with everything in the paper umbrella. And his grandfather brings up a good point. He's like, you've changed a lot. And he's like, how have I changed? And he says, basically, when I sent you to go live with the with the Sukumogami, you were a hateful man. Like you hated them. You wanted nothing to do with them. You were filled with thoughts of just revenge and payback. And now you acted you before you would act on those. Now you're acting to protect your number one interest was protecting Botan. Your number one interest is working now with the Sukumogami, who you have learned to trust. So you've changed a lot. But in order for you to get more powerful, I think it's time, he says in quotes, he's like, I think it's time for you to stop running away from, from, your, from your true power and embrace it. And we come to find out that true power is his own door pulls. So I don't think I've gone into description. The weapons that he uses are called door pulls. They're these like two circular objects and you can use it to erase things and whatnot. And we get a flashback of his brother and sister using the door pulls. And we find out that he's using one door pull from his brother, one door pull from his sister as he wanted to kill the paper umbrella with those door pulls since the paper umbrella killed them. Um, And we see basically when you tap them together, you have like this inherent power that you can draw out using the door pulls as like an ultimate move. And he wasn't able to do that because the door pulls he was using weren't his. So he goes into a box, he pulls out a pair of gold, golden door pulls, and he goes to go train, basically. And he tries to do the clanging of the door pulls, and a little bit of power comes out, but nothing happens. So Botan notices this, and so does, uh, I forget her name, uh, wrong one. Uh, what's her name? She's not listed there. That's not helpful either. Subaki is her name, I remember now. Subaki basically is there, and Botan sees uh, Hyoma training, and is like, oh, what's he like trying to do? And Tsubaki tells her, like, oh, the door pulls that he was using weren't his door pulls. Those were his brother and sister's door pulls. So he's trying to basically use his door pulls and get more power. But there's a caveat to the door pulls in that basically that power that's inside the door pulls is kind of like a pact with, like, a familiar inside the door pull. And you, the, it gets stronger the more you use it, the more you bond with the door pulls, right, the more it's with you. Because he neglected those door pulls for such a long period of time, the pact between them is severely broken. So he's going to have to work to basically like re like redo the pact to re from get to get his familiar within the door pulls back. Um, So that was an interesting piece of caveat from that perspective. Um, The episode kind of ends basically with the chief of the Katamori 
um, he summons Hyoma and Botan and tells them like, hey, you know, um, I recommend that the two of you stay and, um, you know, I recommend you don't leave. You're inside the grounds. Like we're not going to limit any of your movement, but outside of the grounds, you know, highly suggest you don't do that. And um, meanwhile, the rest of the bridal trousel has uh, been summoned by one of, and I forget the name of, of the clan, but they've been summoned by one of the other clans. And so basically the Sukumagami are ran through three, I think, I think it's three ancient houses. Um, the uh, Kunato, who Hyoma's a part of, um, and then two other ones. And so the rest of the bridal trousel has been basically summoned by them and they have to go, but they're struggling because they don't want to leave Bolton. And basically, at the end of the day, um, it was the um, the Bureau of Traditional Music who falls under one, the same household that summoned them was saying like, hey, we'll keep you safe. You know, no problems. Da, da, da. And the episode ends with the bridal trial saying like, all right, if you want to keep both on safe, you have to dedicate your lives to it. And they're like, yep, if you insist, we shall. No problem. So that's how that episode ended. So I imagine the next episode is going to be basically them going in front of that like head family type thing will be fairly interesting and then finally my favorite that i this is the one matt i'm telling you i want you to pick this up when you have time if you have time at the end of the season this, as i said this is probably gonna be my binge when the season's over before the awards the binge, yes reign of the seven cell spell blades this is really anime harry fucking potter i swear to you it is Mashal. People tell me that. Oh, they got Mashal. What about Mashal? That was last season. Why is it this season? Mashal is a lot more One Punch Man. So help me out. Yes, Mashal. I, I, I said I called it One Punch Man mixed with Harry Potter. But Not it's more straight One up. Punch Man than Harry Potter. Yes, 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 yes. This is basically straight Harry Potter. The only thing it's missing is broomsticks and Quidditch. That's it. Which Matt? Which Mashal had? <laughs> which Mashal had? That's fair. <laughs> but literally, it's got everything else: wands, magic robes alchemy mysterious uh animals that you they work on like biology like mythical bi biology things of that nature um it's got a fucking it's got the the ah oh, what's the mayor in harry potter that they look at the, the what the mayor i forgot the name of it it's got one of those okay. it's got labyrinths it's got dungeons it's got trolls birds like the fucking giant fucking bird that Hagrid wrote on one of those that tried to kill it. It's got all that. It's fucking anime Harry Potter in the fucking flesh. Yeah, I see the smiling face. I'm, I'm doing a good job selling it. Yeah, it's amazing. All right, continue. Continue. Yes, Reina Seven Spellblade. So, anyway, to catch you up, basically, in the previous episode, episode four of anime Harry Potter, aka Reina the Seven Spellblades, um, as I mentioned, there's a mythical bird, and there's a an interesting dichotomy. To the season basically there's currently in the world um a divide between animal rights activists and like and the anti like anti-rights basically the animal rights activists want um, mythical creatures to get more rights and they want to like you know try and do things to help establish them so they're not hunted Meanwhile, those people, they don't want that. They want to be able to hunt the creatures freely, you know, use their resources to, to exploit the animals, etc. So there's a divide there. So anyway, they basically get goaded into a duel. Um, the main characters, uh, what's it called? Nanao and Oliver. Um, those are the two main characters, Nanao and Oliver. They get goaded into a duel against uh, this dude named Mr. Andrews and somebody else. I think his name is Rick, Rick Andrews, um, but he mostly goes by Mr. Andrews. 
Um, but in any case, um, they could go into a duel. We find out basically that the majority of the crowd that's there are part of like the anti-mythical creature faction. And the, the main purpose of the duel was supposed to be to hunt animals. Now, now and Oliver are like, no, we're not going to fucking do that. Like, you guys are awful people. Like, we're not going to sit here and kill animals for fucking sport. Like, if you want to fight, fight us. If not, then we're just fuck you guys. And they leave. But there was an unknown, unexpected creature. And it was called a Garganta. And basically, the Garganta is a giant fucking bird that, like, has, like, Pidgeotto powers. And was, like, literally sitting there fucking slashing and killing all these dudes. It was glorious seeing all these fucking anti-fucking bird, anti-creature motherfuckers get sliced up by this bird. <laughs> glorious. Absolutely glorious. And they mention also in the season to keep to bring this up, Matt. They mention like, hey, during the orientation, they're like, no one escapes danger in this school. A good chunk of you are gonna die. Literally, that's what they tell them. What you're all gonna die? <laughs> yeah, it's like a good portion of you are gonna die before graduation. That's literally what they say. So anyway, a bunch of motherfuckers died. It was awesome. Um, and eventually, Nanao and Oliver and even Mr. Andrews, who they had beef with, um, defeated the bird. And Mr. Andrews and Oliver and Nanao, like they, you know, everything's cordial now. Like they're straight. So we pick up from the aftermath of that, right? In this episode of Reign of Seven Spellblades, episode five. Episode five of Reign of Seven Spellblades, basically, the, um, the, the gang is all in the great hall. They're in the great mess hall, right? And they're having breakfast. And Nanao, she wasn't really popular because she's from, like, a faraway village. She speaks a lot like uh, Kenshin by saying de gozaru at the end of every, uh, like, sentence, which was actually pretty cool. So a swordsman like Kenshin says de gozaru like Kenshin. So it's basically female Kenshin. So female Kenshin is there, and she's getting all this attention because she wasn't very popular. And uh, one of the other main characters, give me a second to get her, uh, Michelle. Michelle is like, hey, you're not getting like attention. Like, what's really up with this? And, and you know, Oliver's like, it's not a big deal. Like, you know, I don't care. So Michelle goes up and is about to kiss Oliver. And Oliver's like, what the fuck are you doing, bitch? And she's like, I'm just giving you a reward kiss, right? And he's like, oh, okay. So as he's about to kiss, Nanao comes and she's like, hey, what are you guys doing? And Michelle's like, I was just going to give him a reward kiss because no one's giving him attention. So Nanao, without hesitation, just kisses him like on the cheek. And was like, oh, this is a lot more embarrassing than I thought it would be. Oliver's super embarrassed. Everyone is like, you know, smiling, laughing. And then Nanao's like, hey, uh, what about my kiss? Right? You get a reward kiss. Why don't I get a reward kiss? So as Oliver goes to kiss her, and it looks like he's about to kiss her on the lips, his cousin, who is an uh, an upper year, um, what's it called? I think she's like a third or fourth year. She comes in and was like, hey, Oliver, long time no see. How you doing? And kisses him like nothing. But they're family, so it's okay. And everyone is like, what the fuck? She kissed you? Who the fuck is she? Mima Nanao is just there like, what happened to my kiss? I wanted my kiss. So anyway, um, we move on. Basically, um, there's also a little caveat I have to mention. In the episode one, I won't get into it too deep, but there's an incident with a troll and one of the other side characters. Her name is Katie. Um, Basically, somebody like makes the troll go crazy, and the troll ends up almost killing katie so there's they sentence the troll to death but katie because she's a super animal rights activist super like hardcore she goes over to it every day talks to it feeds it like things of that nature right Right. and so um she's just trying to befriend the troll and that comes into play later on in the episode anyway we move on to alchemy class they're in alchemy class and they're like all right this is your first practical for alchemy you know do be careful don't kill yourself 
is what the professor says. And the professor's an asshole. He was an asshole to Katie, but they kind of let it slide because he's a professor. Like it is what it is. Um, so Oliver does his portion of the of the of the the practical, no problem. He then proceeds to save three different classmates, including his friend, from getting killed because they suck at alchemy. And the professor is like, "What's your name?" And he's like, "Oliver Horn." He's like, I've never heard of Oliver Horn before, but I'll be, you know, I know who you are now. Like, I'll make sure to pay attention and keep you in mind. Moves on. Everybody moves on. Everybody's happy. Mr. Andrews comes over and is like, hey, a word of advice. That guy's a dick and you shouldn't trust him. He basically makes you do stuff for him and then takes your credit. So what it's going to sound like appealing. He's going to invite you to come and speak to him and, you know, be like a personal, like, you know, under his wing. But don't buy into it. He's an asshole. And they're like, all right, thanks, Mr. Andrews. I appreciate it. He's like, oh, by the way, one of my uh, one of my cohorts wants to speak to you. And part of that incident that I mentioned to you, Matt, is that basically someone puts a spell on Katie in episode one and she can't control her body. So they make her run toward the troll, which is what made the troll go crazy yeah. for now. So the girl's like, hey, listen, it was me that put the spell on her. I apologize. And everyone's pissed off. Like, you put her in danger. How could you? da 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 and she's like, you know, I'm just, an, I'm not, my parents taught me that people, that girls like her are pieces of shit. So I just wanted to play a prank on her and it went worse than I thought. I apologize. And they're like, oh, well, why'd the troll go crazy? And she's like, I genuinely don't know. I have no idea what happened to the troll. I didn't do anything with the troll. The troll just trolled. And they're like, all right, she's not lying. Yes. Fuck you, bitch. Thank you. Bye. Um, so they're trying to figure it out, trying to figure it out. Meanwhile, Katie is like, hey, I'm going to go talk to the troll. Okay. Have fun, Katie. So she goes, talks to the troll. And for the first time, the troll talks back and the troll tells her, go away. You don't want to be hurt. Fuck off. No, no, no. But it was like out of concern, like, go away. Right. Leave, leave me alone. And she's like, well, why is that? And then the troll looks over at his eye and then we move over to Oliver and Nanao and the training. <coughs> um, they're just, you know, they're doing training. Uh, they, they can cast spells through their swords, which is pretty cool. Um, and so they're training with spell casting because now has no like spiritual power or whatever. She's actually a samurai. But in any case, um, she mentions like, oh, I think the troll was trying to run away. And he goes, what? Oliver's like, what? Where'd you get that? And she's like, oh, just based off of my battle experience, like it looked like he wasn't trying to like go crazy. He was trying to run away. She's like, does that matter? And Oliver's like, uh, yeah, the fuck it does. Let's find Katie. So they go to find Katie. She's gone. The troll is the troll is there, but she's gone. All they find is her wand. And they're like, oh, well, they asked the troll, like, who who taught you? Uh, what's it called? Who, um, what happened to Katie? And they're like, oh, the woman took her. And so the woman is basically, we find out as they go through all this, like, exercise, um, the woman is a fourth-year girl. And I'll get into her momentarily. But they also find yeah. out the reason why the troll talk. Trolls don't normally talk. The whole reason why the <laughs> troll talk is they're animal rights activists that wanted to, like, wanted to, like, uh, surgically manipulate like not <coughs> to surgically alter like animals so they can be more human be more be yeah basically be more human and if they can like speak our language and things of that nature it'll make them easier to like you know integrate into society and give them rights but there's a bunch of other activists within the animal rights they're like no that's really fucked up you shouldn't go around and alter the animals that's not giving them rights that's causing them torture and pain blah 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 so it was scrapped but this woman did it and it worked so after finding out where they're at, they go into the Great Labyrinth through the mirror and they get abducted. And they're basically, the, you see the girl appear before them and she's like, yeah, you know, I'm so-and-so. I forget her name, but I'm so-and-so. I'm a fourth year uh, student. My major is 
um, is mythical creature biology. And I'm the one who altered the troll. And I, for the longest, I couldn't get the troll to speak. Couldn't get the troll to speak. I could, I, the troll wouldn't do what I wanted. And here comes Katie and Katie can make the troll speak. So I'm going to open her brain and figure out what's so special about her that made her different from me. And basically they, the episode ends with them about to battle for Katie's brain. Man, fuck Katie's brain. Hey, Katie's, Katie's a wonderful girl. But no, I, I love, this is one of my sleepers of the season, dude. I'm telling you, like out of all the anime, please, please binge this one. All right, all right, all right. I picked up Zom 100. All right, all right, all right. I will do it. All right. That was a little bit longer than just a quick review, but I know. I'm back in the saddle, baby. Let's go. Uh, my turn now, right? Yep, five to go. Yeah. Ah, shit. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, um, guys, forgive me for my memory because I did watch a shit ton of episodes in between. So, again, quick recaps, but I'll do the latest one. I'll start with Devil's a part-timer. Uh, it's it's okay still, um, what you call it. At least it's not bad. That's a start. No, no, it's, it's, it's better than part one. Definitely Heck. better than part one. Uh, Emmy, of course, the hero, uh, lost her sense of purpose because Mao isn't really acting like a bad guy, even though he's Satan. He's the demon king. But, like, after all they've been through, like, the past season and all this, it's like, should I kill him? Like, I should, because everything he did. Like, kill, you know, kill my dad, burn my village, burn the crops, poison the water supply, all that shit. Mm. And you find that so it's like, he didn't do it. No. Someone else did, yeah. And if I remember correctly, I think it was the angel that was watching over Mal when he was a, when he was a kid. I think I don't remember, but um, so yeah, uh, Emmy was like down the ruts, like depressed, not talking because again, her sense of purpose is kind of gone, like it, it focused, like it shifted. But eventually, Mao gives her a little pep talk while like loading as a demon, as the demon king still to get her, like you know, like like ah, cops say you're gonna get me or something like that. Not today, pretty much, but it, it didn't work out in their favor. Um. There were two demons from Mao's army that went to the human world like, hey, guy, what are you doing? Like, world domination. You going to do this shit still? Or, or are you going to be flipping burgers at McDonald's? That's so Dexter. Yeah. This is laboratory. Yeah, pretty much. But um, what you call it? And uh, James, I mean, no, not James. Uh, Mitsuki. I call him James. He looks like James from Pokemon. He has the blue hair and all this. Last year, he was like, the very best. Yep, but yeah, and yeah, season two he was a fat fuck because he kept ate, eating all the McDonald's foods because he loved the girl, and you know, support, give him money, support, buy all the Happy Meals. But after she like rejected him, he's all depressed, skinny. He's back to his original weight, a little thinner. Okay, Rudy. Yes, so we'll get to Rudy later. We'll get to Rudy later. Oh, we will. Yeah, um, but yeah, Mitsuki is like helping out the crew. Also, he gets his chance to get closer to Kisaki, who is the McDonald's manager. So that, that was all that recap. Uh, last episode, uh, Mao wants the kid, Alice, to like spend the night, but they need a futon. So they gotta go futon shopping because they don't they don't have futons over bed. It's a shitty apartment. Lose the house. Lucifer sleeps in the fucking closet. How they sleep on the floor? You can't just summon some mythical fucking animals and sleep on them. They they their powers are very limited. They gotta get certain things to get power. So till then, they don't have powers. But yeah, you know, but you know, they could have called. You know, they could have had the demon army when they come to check on. They're like, "Hey, could you bring a bed next time?" But but anyway, 
uh, Chiho and uh, Mao, they're looking for uh, futons. They're expensive as shit. So, and, and of course, he's poor. They're all fucking poor. But uh, Emmy will eventually agree to, like, hey, I'll pay for half. You get the other half. It's for, the, it's for our kid. So all that happened. Um, Chiho was talking to one of the subordinates and basically saying, why are you helping Mao? It's like, like are, you, are you interfering in his plans? Like, I'm, like, I'm helping him. Like, he wants to do world conquering in a different way. Not, like, kill at people, blow shit up. Like, use money, become, like, Madden McDonald's, because he rules the customers, he rules the world. Oh, God. Making him a good guy. Oh, God. I would I would drop it. I probably would have dropped it in season two. That's right, this happened, this first happened in season two. I would have yeah, dropped it. Yeah, and then, then, yeah, the other half is this Emmy and Mal, they're on, like, a date. Not really a date, but taking the kid out to the park. So it's not really a date. But uh, yeah, she would never. Yeah, she would never like mm. stuff like that happened. They got a little. They got a little closer as friends, at least. And the evil's coming. We don't know what the evil's coming, but that's it. Everything is. I rather. I probably prefer the evil, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it with that. It's okay. Moving on. Masterful cat is depressed again today. Something Matt loves. I love this one. I still do. You love I love the, the shenanigans. Saku again. She's a terrible human being. Even the cat says so. You're you're the scum of the earth. You are the worst human. But the fact that you found me and gave me a hope, I have to take care of you because you cannot take care of yourself. I should have Darwinism just let you die. You pathetic fucking thing. Yes, but I need cat food, so you have a job. I have to make sure you go to work. Is that a CM Punk shirt? I just dawned on me. Completely yes, this is, yeah, that, yeah, that was, that's why I bought with that uh, gift card you gave me. Oh yay! Yeah, um, but yeah, there was a point where uh, Saku was sick. She got a fever. She couldn't go. To, she was, she couldn't go to work. You know, it was an important meeting. Hmm. Try to go to work, but the, the boss was like, "Still gotta come in, but I'll give you half the day." Okay, come in, in the afternoon. We'll have the meeting in the afternoon. Got it. But uh, Yukichi. Saw that the fever was going down. She was cold and all this. So he like curled up around her like a pillow because he's a big cat. And she didn't go to work anyway. But uh, what you call it? Um, her senpai, uh, Kaoru, he's the one that helped her out all this. And uh, there's an aquarium date with Saku, Kaoru, and his little girl named Yume. And were you going to say Maru? Saku, Kaoru, no. Maru? No, no. No, like no, uh, Sa- no Saku thought that was Yume is Kaoru's kid. Like, no, that's his niece. Like, basically... Promise to take to take care of him, go to the aquarium, and of course, fucking Yukichi, he tags along too because he's a fan of the idols that are going to the aquarium for the show, and wants to keep an eye on his fucking human, his pet human, his pet human. I call it that because he does all the shit, he does all the work. You know those motherfuckers that like to pretend to be animals and get like dominated by other people. This would probably be perfect for them. You mean a furry? Yeah, like the furry fetishes. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that this was yeah the pet play and all that. Yeah. But um, what you call it? Uh, yeah, the date goes well. Well, not really a date, but hanging out. Uh, people, uh, you may saw Yuki Cheese like big kitty. Want to be friends with the big kitty? That's what she said. Yeah, so. that's what he said. That's what he said. Yeah. Oh, and uh, what you call it? There was a little funny little thing at the end of the episode. Yuki Cheese was watching the Idol show on the TV, and he was doing the dances, and the, he was she was recording him doing the dance. And you can see Caesar, so he's just chasing him down, like tackling, like, no, delete the fucking videos. Uh, that happened, and then um, is a birthday party for Yume. So basically, uh, Carl can't make it. You know, can't make it to her own fucking Jesus' birthday party. 
But it says, oh, yeah, she invited you and your cats. You So I was like, ah, oh, shit. Uh, basically, like, you're a big cat. Um, you shouldn't go because you are a cat, but you can read the invitation that it's basically a costume party. So basically, he made a zipper and put it to, like, the back of on his back to be able to see, like, it's a cat costume. And he made her a costume. Then they're all hanging out at the party. Uh, then the guests were like looking at the cat Yukichi's like, oh, what the fuck? Like, what's this big cat? That's the cat we saw in the grocery store and all this. Mm. There's no way that's a real cat, but they saw the zipper. They, oh, okay, it's a guy in a costume. So why the fuck is he wearing a costume every day? Mm. But they don't know. They'll never tell. Um, what you call it? We got a nice little moment with uh, Yume's grandmother, who also had a cat, a black cat, but he passed on. And uh, Yume introduced Yukichi to the grandmother. Mm. It's like, oh, you're a great cat. And all those like black cats are considered like good luck. Like they bring good fortune to people to their owners. Mm-hmm. So Saka was there to hear that. So there was a nice little moment there. Uh, the party went well. And then we go back a bit a couple of days earlier. Uh Saku called Yukichi drunk at the park bench. Say Yukichi, I'm drunk. I can't walk home. Can you come get me? Yukichi. He flips out. He grabs his. He grabs the frying pan. It's like I'm gonna go hit her with this. It is time. She needs to go. He, he goes there. He's behind her. He's holding the thing up like he's gonna hit her, I'll whack her. She's gone. That's it. No, but she stops. Sorry, he stops. She's like muttering in her, her sleep in her drunken sleep. How she likes him and all this. He's like so he picks her up, carries her to go home. Also, one of the previous episodes, uh, she gave him catnip. But he rolled it like a joint, and he he was smoking it. Oh my god! He's like, that's, that's not how you do the catnip. Oh my god! That I is... know. He he fucking needed that. That, All is... right. uh, that was that was great. All right, that is it for that one. Let's move on. Let's get to. Let me pull up. Do what I could do. I got free left, right? Yes, sir. You do. What's the free? Undead link. Un... Oh yeah, Altier Ryza. Fies. Fies the anime. Oh, that's the thigh anime that you posted? Yes. Ah, got it. Those delicious thighs. But uh, <laughs> a couple episodes ago, um, uh, Ryza, uh, Lent, Tao, and uh, Claudia, they were going to, they were venturing around looking for gathering ingredients, but there was a monster there. Monster kicked their ass until Lila and Empol, they took care of the monster. And basically told Ryza, grow the fuck up with your alchemy. You got to take it seriously now. So that happened in that previous episode. The last week's episode was a beach episode. Gotta love the beach episode. But it wasn't like fan servicey. Like it wasn't like like a crab snipping the bikini bottoms with the bikini tusk to make something fall down. Just basically took him to the beach to relax. But they turned into little tests, which is basically about teamwork. So basically, Ryza, Tao, Lens are doing teamwork to grasp something from Lila. They do that. And Ryza says, we should make a hideout, since that's the full title. The Altia Ryza, Everdarkness in the Secret Hideout. This is where we get the hideout. Uh, Ryza asks Empel, hey, can you help us with the hideout? Basically says, do it yourself. This, mm. is, this, is, be, this is your alchemy test. Gather materials, make the hideout yourself. I ain't helping you. So they had to gather all these materials. Uh, Lent, Tao, they were helping out. So it was Claudia. Because, like, oh, man, the shit's out of work, but, you know, we'll do it. And then uh, they saw someone who had this stuff, and basically it was, like, a girl that runs, like, a bakery and all this. Basically, make me something nice, and I'll give you the shit. Mm. So Claudia 
uh, makes like this flan with like this special type of sugar. Uh, made a couple of times first with the white sugar, but then used their the village's sugar instead for this one for the second batch. It came really well. And then they got the materials. As they were making the materials, everyone's happy. Um, Ryza was able to make the hideout. Everyone's good, no complaints. And they heard this monster roar. Big giant monster. Yes. Roar. Yes, roar. Uh, so basically, uh, Ryza, Lance, and Tal, they go to see what's up. They tell Claudia to stay. Because, like, hey, if Empire and Lila show up, just tell them what happened. Ariel and all this. Of course, of course, Lance defied her, so he tried to use his sword. Um, no, no damage to the monster. But he hit it at the crystal, like around the top of its head. But it was enough to make it run away. So they retreat. They retreat back to the hideout. The two are there. Like, oh shit! Like, but they're not in trouble this time. Uh, Lila says they're glad. They're glad they just made it. They made it back alive, safe and sound. That was important. Uh, they're trying to explain the the monster to Empel, and Empel says, "You know what? We're gonna stay in this area of the village, just so we keep an eye on it and study it, because they want to do research. They're re- they're researching." But he also gave him credit for his courage, like basically a good job with the hideout. So Rise is happy with that one. Uh, so that was the end of that episode. Again, it's in the middle. Not great. Not bad. Okay. I, I, I knew what I knew what I was expecting. It's probably, a relaxing thing. Probably won't make your list. Uh no, probably not. Think so. But I'm not gonna say something I regret watching. Sure. Might get might get fan service of the season. Because of the fans, yep. Side note. <laughs> they, can- they, they knew what they were doing. What? Side note before you continue. Cody Rhodes comes out on Monday Night Raw and says he can beat anyone in the world. Want to take a stab at who confronted him? Seth. Freaking Rollins. He beat him like three times. Well, now you can do it for the belt and complete the story. That's not really complete. That, that's, not, that's not really finishing the story. I know. It's WWE. But, but I'm sure it'll give Seth a win. All hail Roman Reigns. Yeah, all hail your tribal chief. All hail Great Ocon, actually. He, he's just a pervert. He, we love him. He's our. We brother. love him. Yes, uh, not not the best worker, but he's still he's still fun. I, I mean, he, he's he's someone you want to hang out with. If MJF can have a shirt that says he's our scumbag, Ocon can be can get a shirt that says. Oh yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, what did I have for? Uh, you have Link Click and Dark Gathering. I thought I had something else. No, sir. You had Zom One Hundred, and now you don't because we do. Yeah, because we yeah uh, we were yeah we were talking. To- I thought we were gonna talk about Dark Gathering, but okay. Um well, we about Dark Gathering, I guess. Well you I was, I was like, we, we kinda talked I kinda talked about what happened, but I can talk about the last at latest episode. Yeah, again, we'll recap it. That's a small recap. All right, but um that was the general yeah, but, it, basically at the end of the day. But basically, um yeah, uh Cancer Road Echo or college student. You find out from the, the last week's episode. Like they're not like middle school, like uh it was basically get ready for their first semester of college. Yeah, we knew that. That's not important. Okay, okay. Then uh, they, that was when Eiko had the crazy eyes, like oh, like how she's falling for Kate Toto. Oh, I didn't see that. Episode. But sure, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that happened during like their first trip to college. Yeah, mm. and Eiko kind of guilt trips into taking a uh, horror course. Uh, but basically, yeah, basically, I'm like I'm learning like supernatural and all this. I'm gonna do this. You should do this with me. She like guilt tripping about it because you know it's, it's everything she loves, like horror, like scary series, like campfires, like. Okay, fine. He's such a fucking like pushover. He is, you know. He, um, don't like. And that. during that, they're all they're watching a video in that class, 
And there was a guy in the video who like stared at Ketoro, like to curse him. And he, you see like, all the dead bodies surrounding him. Basically, this guy got bullied in school, killed everyone, and set himself on fire type of thing. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So it was that crazy shit. And now, basically, the only way well, to get rid of except he's a school arsonist. And what? He's the school arsonist. Yes. Okay. Not the school shooter. Yes. School arsonist. No, school arsonist. He, he killed everyone before the fire. Are they going to college in America? No. Okay. Um, so, yeah, because of this, um, the video cursed uh, Ketoro. And the way for them to break that curse was basically have they have in a box, and basically if you watch the video, it was gonna be he'll be set on fire. So they have in the box to condense the burn. The box will be burnt, like the video inside of it, and not him. I'm probably saying it wrong, but yeah, I know the video was like trapped in a box away from Ketsuro's sight, so it's not lo- so it's like it's not looking at me. He's not watching it, and that box would just burn up as they like drive it away. It happened the car ride. Uh, Ketoro calmed down, and that's when Eiko just did the whole I'm following for him with that creepy shit, and she loves this shit. Uh, Starman thinks he's possessed. I don't know. I think she's just well fucking crazy. <laughs> I think she's full-blown crazy. He, I can see possession. Yeah, that, that probably is the curse effect. We don't know. Imagine she's possessed, they break the possession, and you find out she doesn't love him at all. That'd be terrible. Negative stars for me. That would be awful. Like That's like a shot in the gut. But, um, Moving on to the latest episode, uh, Eiko is spying on Ketoro through the, her laptop while he's in school. Creep. Uh, she gave, yeah, she gave, yeah, no, um, Yaoi, she brought that up when she took the laptop. I was like, oh, you're actually, like, you wanted his uh, pulse and all this. And she called him a fucking creep and all that. I mean, it's the pot calling the kettle black, but shit. Yes, but, but like, she wouldn't, she, but she wouldn't go that far. Like, she wouldn't, like, stalk him to the point where he'd check his vitals and all this. Through a pair of glasses that she gave him, thinking that there were normal glasses with and stuff, and she used as like a camera. So she reversed Google camera it. Yes. Creepy. And very creepy. She yeah, she called her out on it like twice. But eventually they're both watching through the laptop to see how Kantaro's doing in school. I could it be something edgy, like I just want to see what kind of porn he likes. Yeah. I wanna see if I wanna see if I'm his body type that he likes. That's what yeah. does he like does he like boobs? Does he like thighs? Does he like ass? What's he like? Does he like none? Does he like the hair? I don't know. Oh my god, he watches torture porn. It would oh, be she fitting. Does that. Oh it no, Anko, be- Anko, Anko definitely does. That's the type of porn she jills to is fucking torture porn. Yes. Extreme um, candle wax and shit. So but anyways, excuse me. I know, it's so sickening. I get it. <laughs> I no, nah, my fucking ads has been me. <laughs> oh god. But um, but yeah, uh Kentaro is like he's like socially awkward to like these classmates, like trying to talk to him and all this. And then this this guy goes on to like, here, I'll help you out. Come with me to this club. It's a suicide club. Yeah, that's why the episode is it's about suicide. So a guy says, sorry, viewer discretion device or listen, discretion device. Is it they give you the warning? They do give you the warning before the episode. But um yeah, the yeah, you like talk about what happens here. Um it happens around a certain guy's name. And lo and behold, I'm that guy's name. <laughs> That means I'm taking you all to the club so I can kill you. Make you guys kill yourselves. So Eriko and and, uh, Yaoi, they basically, they drive off over there. You see, like, hanging bodies in this room. And he's about to wrap the noose around Keitoro. Eriko, Yaoi, they get there in time. Uh, Yaoi grabs a bottle of alcohol, opens opens up the bottle, shoves it in that guy's mouth to make him 
throw up the spirit that was possessed of him to do the suicide thing. Definitely not. You don't see him. actually like you don't see actual vomit, just like the liquid, liquid spit being spit, spat back out. Still not helping. I know, and I'm I'm telling you what happens. I'm not I'm not doing it to sell, tell it to you. I'm telling you what's going on. Yeah, and then you see like the like the imprints, like the handprints, and all this of the spirits. Uh, the guy is kind of back to normal, but he's also really fucking psycho. So he's not he's still pissed off. But um, eventually they defeat it. Uh, the kids didn't die, thankfully. Like even though they were they were hung, but thankfully they were they were able to live. I'm sure someone's really upset they didn't die. No, no, because they're just college kids. Like, what do you want? What do you want them to do? Uh, but something else consumed that spirit. That was we, we we don't see who wasn't her bunny. No, yeah. wasn't the bunny. Was not the bunny. But dun dun dun, get ready next episode. Not bad. Um, the suicide thing. Yeah, that was a, a little dark, but wasn't as bad since they lived. Thankfully. But uh, moving on, my main event. Probably at, like, I'm at like 65.35, not picking it up. Thank you, man. You're welcome. Uh, all right, now I'm going to link click. Um, the third episode, well, where we left off from last time, that's going to be quick. It's uh, It was a funeral for the detective that uh, fell off the building. And they asked uh, Luguan, like, what happened when you saw Red Eyes? Like, what did, what did they do? Because basically they met face to face, but... They didn't attack him or anything. Put them so it's like, so it was like, well, that. So basically, Red Eyes just gave him a photo of and left. No, no. Well, we don't know if it's a he or she still. But basically, gave him a photo, and it's a mom and a little girl. But basically, it's something that they want him and Chang to look at. But we'll get that to in a bit. Um, basically, in the funeral, like the the widow is like crying at the husband like call him and didn't you know this like you always said you're gonna come home soon you're gonna come home soon but you never did like, like she was like heartbroken like the music behind it too which is holy shit mm. but chen talked to lugua was like let's actually do something that like not we can't bring him back because we get it already happened but when he went back in time in the photo as in the husband's body he made like he proposed to her at least like I was still the same, he still died, but he made like he he gave her that comfort of like they were married because they, they weren't married. So he gave so they gave her like that little nice moment of like hey. So he made her a widow. That sounds great, doesn't it? Well, she's a widow no matter what, but at least she had the satisfaction that they were married because they never were. She just had a baby on the way. They weren't married at all. He like tells me like yeah like, like yeah like I'm not I know I'm not always home. I do a lot of work, but you still stick by me. Like he actually like made like nice words to her. Like about her grievances, like why she's like usually upset with him. Like, like you're right. Like I haven't been home and all this, but you keep me afloat. You keep me alive. Like you, I want to come home to you. I want to come home, but you know the way my schedule set. Wait, a cop. So may know a cop. But um, episode four is uh, they're talking about the photo, and they asked Luguan, like, are you able to help out Chen with him going back, like for like the whole twelve hours? And he said it should be fine. But it's like he doesn't know what they're looking for. Basically, it's just to observe what happened, like why, like why they want to be there. So okay, so Chen goes back. He's in the little girl's body, and uh, it goes to like where they, where her and the mother took the photo. Uh, the daughter we're gonna call Gigi, Xi Xi, Shishi. But uh, yeah, the, that's her name. That's what the mother calls her. Uh, then um, Chen accidentally made her talk. Be, but you, because they found out that she's basically a mute. Mm. So Luguan like stopped her right away, like, like 
don't don't go don't talk it again. She's a mute. Stop mm. it. So basically, they may seem like it was like a, a random outburst. So the mother got her hopes up, but the mother took it to the doctor. Basically, like what's going on? Like what's going on with her and all this? Uh, doctor, this gave this girl a glare, like like something is wrong, but does it doesn't say what? But um, they're observing, they're trying to figure out what to look for. Luke Wan's like telling her, like act like a mute, like be in character, still act like yourself, like you like you're like you're a weak eight year old basically. Uh, they go to like a yeah, like the doctor appointment's done. They're on their way home. Their mother, and daughter. Thought, you just thought about something. Isn't that kind of like an invasion of privacy? Like when you can kind of be somebody. Like imagine being the opposite sex. Yeah. And thinking about all the things that happen with the opposite sex. Doesn't that feel like a little bit like an invasion of privacy when you think about it? A little bit. Okay. But um. But yeah, they see the crane machine. Um, they're trying to get the stuffed animal. They failed a couple of times. And you see a man walking up to them. Mm. And then um, all the in the current time, the detective talk about a detective got a call about someone being dead, like a dead body, mm. and it was the mother. Mm. And that was a cliffhanger there. But in the current episode, basically, the guys go. You see the guy walk up to the little girl and the mother. And we honestly, I thought he was a pervert, but you actually find out he's actually not. He's like, he's nothing, like, he's not, he's like, none of that, even though he looks creepy, like, looks could be deceased type of thing. He was one of those things that he helps, yeah, he helps, he helps them, like, win the stuffed animal, like, he, like, show the trick, like, with the crane, like, move it around, and all this shit. They get it, they go home, they go home. They're in the same apartment, too, like, the guy and the girl. They live in the same, they're, they're next door neighbors. Mm. And then, um, the, the the son, the brother comes home. Uh, I believe his name is uh, Tianchen. Okay. Yeah, uh, Tianchen. Uh, he goes home. He's a little older than them. Um, what you call it? He's talking about how he met someone at like the park. Something fell in the fountain. Basically, as he told, basically said, told him like basically be brave, like always face forward no matter what the obstacle type of thing. And from what it looks like in the shadow, it looks like it's Chen as a kid. So, like, you don't see his face, but the hair. I, I, I could, like, you can kind of tell from the hair, but we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, the guy never got the kid's name and all this. He, he goes to the bedroom with the sister. Basically, he, like, t- teach her sign language again because Lu Guan's trying to guide Chen to do sign, lang- sign language for her. Mm-hmm. But he kept fucking up, so the brother was, like, teaching her. Like, they were, like, reteaching her. It was, like, nice little moments. Mm. But... The husband comes home. The dead one. Yes. Um, the husband's there. Uh, so, of course, you know, the wife freaks out a little bit. What you call it? Uh, they're all sitting down. They're having the meal. And basically, the, the husband flips out. Like, so, um, like, so who'd you, who'd you win that doll? Like, how'd you win that doll again? Because I know you can't win anything. And she can't do anything. So, just assume basically someone wanted for them. They saw... And she saw, like, I saw you hiding that camera behind the doll, too. I saw you put it there. Like, you ain't fucking slick type of thing. Mm. So, basically, Chen takes a CG to the to the bedroom, basically, just so he could beat the shit out of his wife. <laughs> like, slap, slap. She was screaming for help. Um, Chen, as Gigi, she, like, ran out to call for help while the brother tackled the father. <laughs> She was banging on the guy's door, the the creepy guy. But he's just a gamer. That's it. He's just a gamer. He's a he's just a nerd. He's a neat. He, yeah, he's a neat. He's not a pervert or anything. Hearing the door knock, and um, basically, 
before we can get to the door, the father grabs her by the wrist, pulls her in. Mm. They're all like the family's cowering in fear. He's about to he grabs a hammer like he's about to hit him with his hammers. But the knock on the door came. It was from the guy next door, like asking what's going on. Like I heard a knock. Was it from you guys? And he sees the he sees a family cowering in fear, but he doesn't do like he's like, I'm just gonna go, type of thing. Mm. And the yeah, door closes, he's about to go to them. Uh Gigi, like we see Chen, he's like la- acting, and Lu Guan screams, Don't do it to to him as the girl. Mm. And we find out from the cop, like both the mother and the father died. So I think he acted at instinct as the girl killed the father. Because the wife only the wife was supposed to die. Mm. So now we think killed the father too. And we go back to current time where the person like pink hair like covering face up it could be the daughter, it could be the it could be the son. We don't know. Because his face is covered up. But the door opens and it's Chen, like now, talking to this person. So basically he's out of the picture and now he's like talking to them like face to face. So that was the clipper, like what the fuck? So so we don't know what happened, like if he actually killed the guy or not. But if he did, he's gonna he fucked up some shit, and we're gonna find out what's gonna happen now. Ah, <laughs> hmm. uh, <Chad> an emotional boy. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But I was like, oh no. <laughs> so, yeah, now we'll, so now we'll find out what happens Friday. Great episode. I cannot wait. Uh now let's get to our shit. Hour and twelve in. Oh shit! I forgot. Undead murder farce. <laughs> oh, there's the one you missed. That was the one I missed. Sorry, sorry. That's not on my list. Yeah, that's why. Oh, um, I'm to the list now. I'll I'll do real quick. Uh, the case with the with the Dracula, uh, that got solved. It was one of the kids. Mm. One of the kids killed his own mother, and he tricked a, a hunter with the silver stake. But it was like a it was a counterfeit. But he killed it. Actually, no, it wasn't a counterfeit type of thing. But it was a material. It was like silver, but it collapses when you use it. Basically, hide the evidence. But unfortunately, it's still technically silver. His hands were burnt, so we had to cut his hands out so it regenerated. All the, all the burn marks are gone. Mm. So that's how he was able to get away with it. The the son, he went to go attack He went to go attack the headless woman. But, of course, our main guy, um, Sugaru, he, like, stops in. And Sugaru beats the shit out of this guy. All right. Yeah, like, like, he, put, he made, like, an entertainment type of show. Hooray, violence. Yep, uh, so he took care of the guy. That's fine. Uh... End of that arc on to the next town, and with this one, it focuses on Lupin, fan of the opera, Sherlock Holmes, and Watson. Uh, Lupin uh, took um, Eric or the Phantom, not the he third, came- what it's not Lupin the third, just regular Lupin. No, no, well, it's 1800, so yes, regular old, good old Lupin the first. <laughs> the first, all right, yep. Uh, yeah, he took he took the Phantom, he kidnapped him, took his jewelry, and he says, I need you for this heist, and it's the heist for name the guy that um phileas fogg the guy who like traveled the world around around the world in 80 days in the hot air balloon oh um what's his name uh fogg phileas oh, fogg. fogg yeah fogg no that's phileas fogg uh basically he wants his penultimate diamond like the black diamond so he needs um fans out basically for strength for a decoy and uh what you call it uh, Sugaru, Aya, Shizuku, they arrive in England. They walk around town. They bump into Sherlock Watson and 
it's two redhead guys. We don't know their names yet. They're like people that are like thieves and all this. They all get they all get captured. They're all going to Scotland Yard. They got summoned by Fog. Basically, let me know. I need I need all of your help because of Lupin. He's going to steal this diamond. And I need you guys here to guard it. And while that's going on, we see Moriarty talking to somebody. This is pretty so, wild. This is it wild. is wild. It is fucking wild. I love this. I feel like I'm like listening to like all of like my middle school readings slash anime watching over the last few. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We got those. I think uh, I believe Jekyll and Hyde is a is a future one. Uh, Frankenstein too, or Frankenstein's monster, Victor. So we're gonna see all these. We're gonna see all these characters. Uh, Basically, uh, Phileas uh, he tells them all like the plan, what's going on, basically why you're all here. But you know, uh, Aya and Sherlock they go back and forth because basically we only two detectives here. We only one. Um, they all ret- they all go away. They all go to their homes for now, and they just wait for Lupin tomorrow because they said at between eleven and eleven thirty I will be there to steal this diamond. Nothing you can do about it. End episode. Now I'm done. All right. All right. Let's get to this one's quick. Horimiya. It's been fun. Wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Are we not going to go over Tony Kawa and Nier? Oh, yeah. Let's do that first. Okay. Yeah. We also got to catch up on that, guys, while we were on our hiatus. Yeah. Uh, Tony Kawa OV- OVA special came out. Uh, episode two. New one drops actually on Wednesday. Yep. And then we get our finale in two weeks after that. Yes, indeed. What do you, what do you think of this? It's great. I like it. You like, I, like I like this part of season two. I can't lie, I did too. Like, so like shit's happening. Yeah, it's progressive. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, long story short, Nasa is a teacher for an all girls school. We'll fill yep. it in for Naoko. Yep. Nothing etchy, by the way, guys. Yep. He's Just um, yeah, uh, Mishio, Haru, Sane, bunch of other girls, and uh, one named Kakia, who's basically like the main one, but you don't really see her much. She, but Kaki is one that basically had the formula equation of wanting to go to the moon. Yes. But a one-way trip. And NASA made it so, like, you know what? It's wrong. He only, she only did it as a one-way trip. So if we did it like this, she can come back. <laughs> she doesn't want to come back, bro. Take that I know, but we're gonna, we'll are gonna we get to that. But and fucking Kaname makes it worse for Tsukasa saying, aren't you jealous? She's with all those girls. His oh, age. <laughs> yes. He can fuck any of them if he wants to. <laughs> Well, I mean, he would. He could. No, but he would not. He would. He's not. He, he's not. He's not the teacher from Horimiya. Oh, that's true. He would. He fucking would. He's a cool teacher, though. He's cool, but fucking creepy. It's not that creepy. Uh, a little bit, but. Uh, Are you expecting the plot twist that you're gonna see? Like, oh my god, he put a fucking camera in the girl's locker room. <laughs> plot twist. No, he would. He might. Depends on who, but uh, no, no, no. The, no, the plot twist is in the teacher's labs. People his age. Mm, okay. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> I thought he was a lollicon. <laughs> he's not uh, Sengoku. I'm oh, sorry, Mia Mira. Sorry, he's Mia Mira. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, fucking Aya just refused to go to school. <laughs> she, always, she always finds an excuse to not go. I'm so glad. At first, I was like, oh, poor Aya. He, she didn't get the guy. Now I'm like, oh, he paid me the right fucking choice. Yep. But um, in the second episode, the girls do meet Tsukasa. <laughs> and they love her. Oh, yeah. But they're like, why do they love each other? She's 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 amazing. She's cute. She went to school with your great great grandmother. Yeah, the great grandmother. <laughs> but yeah, no, 
again, it's a lot of fun. I like the comedy of this, and I like the, I like the character. I like the, I like the new girls. They're fun. I like the story. It's just in general, the story is really like it's upbeat. It's different. There's still comedy. There's still like central moments between them, which is nice. Yeah, the, and I want to know more about Kaguya when they eventually talk, like one on one. Yeah, because you know that's gonna happen. Me too, pal. Where, you know, who's not here? That uh, the sister one, Chihiro, or whatever. You figure she would be here. She's like around their age, no? The blonde, the, the sister. Yeah, 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 maybe. Or is she homeschooled? Probably homeschooled. Probably is. It makes sense. But no, but no, I'm definitely enjoying this. It's only four episodes. But we'll get, we'll get the others. We'll get episode three next week. Yeah, and then to accept to that, we get the finale. Indeed. All right, near. Hey, you, you didn't like this. I didn't like it. I just, it's not that I didn't like it. It's just me. It wasn't what it wasn't what you wanted. No. What did you want? What? What? You guys what hyped it up so much, and I gave it a shot. And I told you from the get go, I don't like watching video game like adaptations. I've learned I don't like watching video game because I watched Scarlet Nexus. That was crap. I watched uh fucking. I started to watch a couple other ones. I haven't watched Cyberpunk yet. Cyberpunk will will be watched, and I probably will love it. Um, but. You, the way you guys hyped it up, I just I expected a lot more from it. But at the same time, it's different for me. Like I wrote in my review, uh, I haven't posted yet. But like I wrote in my review, oh no, I did post. I did post. You did review. post it. I did post it. You're right. Um, oh, available on AI underscore Anime Twenty Four for those who want to watch or Eat the Cake Anime on Facebook. Cheap yeah. plug. But in any case, um, I just I don't have that attachment to the game since I never played it. So I can't sit there and be like, Oh my God, this was like so amazing the way they did it. If I had played the game, I probably would feel a little bit differently about it. Um, but all things considered, they rushed was the last four episodes. Yep. Yeah. It's like all in one shot. And it just, I felt incomplete. It felt like they didn't, um, it felt like there were plot holes that haven't been discovered. Like the key story in terms of like the overall arching story was not really addressed whatsoever. They keep it really um, not quiet, but um, mysterious, I guess they keep it really mysterious from that aspect where they touch on it briefly with nine uh, S um, a couple times in the, in the last four episodes, but nothing's really like had from that. I imagine probably in core two, as I said, like we'll definitely get more. If it what if this was it, nothing else, then yeah, I would agree. Yeah, there there is a lot more to the story. I'm not gonna not watch it when it comes out. Yeah, and I said, we'll get we'll get more of a two. As I know there is more of Adam and Eve, so that was a little quick. I know they'll come back. Or... That really felt kind of incomplete. That that was really quick. That felt rushed. Adam and Eve felt really rushed. That I will agree with. Also, the the principle of saving humanity. Where's the human in humanity? None of them are humans. Yeah. They're all like androids. So don't say humanity. Say android kind. But as a fact, they don't know that. Who don't know that? Like the Yohara, like two B nine S. They do know that they're not that they're not uh, humans. That they're androids. Are you saying that they have the idea that there's humans somewhere? Yes. They have that perception. Yes. Does Yorha have they, that perception? They. The higher ups, dude, they're not telling Commander and below. I just, I can't buy that. I'm just like, at this stage, I'm in there for the cool fucking fighting scenes and fucking to be panties. Well, Leotard, but yeah. Uh, whatever it is, it looks stunning. Yes. Her ass is A1. I'll tell you what, that's what that is. No, you got me there. But no, I mean, I don't know. I just didn't like the way that whole like thing fell out, I guess. 
um i want more and not yeah. necessarily in a good way from that perspective so i, I guess i well I'm not okay we, we got I, core two it's gonna it focus Meh. It's gonna it's gonna focus on endings C, D, and E. We'll get that was that. A and B. What? That was endings A and B. Yes, they suck. And, yeah, a lot of, a lot of these endings are not good. But what was your favorite ending? G. I forgot what letter it is. I gotta look. It's been a while. Do they go through the whole alphabet? Oh yeah, A through Z. Yeah, that's what. That yeah, the the stuff in the after credits. Those are just random ones that don't really matter. Like uh, one is like take your black box out, game's over already. Uh, one was eat the fish, you die. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of random endings, yeah. But there's one actual true ending. I don't know what letter it is, but there's one legit true ending. They did not do it yet. I don't know if they will do it for this. I don't know. Depends on the letter. A B C Q. <laughs> yes. What? Uh, I gave it a four overall. From one that's from like the whole the series, the whole not just the. That's four. excluding the fact that they kept the fucking continuous fucking uh, delays. Yeah, product. I, I'm not counting production. I'm talking about the actual series itself. Okay. Yeah, series itself. I give it a four. I can't wait for second second half. I hope they do improve on that one. I hope no one catches COVID ten times in that studio. Clearly, they're a bunch of unvaccinated sons of bitches. Or does or does they're just. Don't care, no mask, don't give a fuck. Close, high space, coffin. It's a bunch of weak constitution needs in that yeah. office. Wherever their studios are located. Virgin all right. Now let's move on. Also, we should add that in the description. The near came back. Are we... you talk about Yeah, next... later. Now, Horimiya. Do we have to start with Horimiya? I like Horimiya. Is there one that all we right, All right, fine. Tiny Senpai. All right, there we go. Yeah, because you don't like Tiny Senpai. I, I don't mind it. I, I don't hate it. I just, it's just okay. Okay. It's just It's just cute. That's it. I like I like Chihiro mostly. The manager. Uh, the the white hair guy. No, no, no. I was trying to see where to put the thing. Uh before I guess uh I before, put before it's up with the show. Like the uh, oh. the automata comes back as they discuss the finales. Uh this episode. Uh the boys talk about the conclusion of near N I E R and E I R and E I R N I E R Auto A U T O M I T A Automata. Uh, talk about the conclusion of the Automata. Uh, Tony Kawa OVAs one through two. And we also get a lightning round of recaps. Yep. There we go. Um, yeah, with Tai Senpai. Um, we left off around three. Well, well, we're not gonna talk about it. But basically, we get a little bit more about the characters. Um, Hayakawa is a closet otaku. Love her. Yep, I love her. Uh, cosplayer. She's she was like dressed up in all this. Like she can't wait. But Chihiro catches her in the act. Pincho. Yep. And so, but he she she fought like he he was gonna judge her for. It. But no, he finds it very cool. He's like. Like he wants to fuck her in cosplay. Yep, he loves it, and it got to the point. It's like he's like so embarrassed about it. He talks to Takemichi. It's like he found out. He knows, and then of course, fucking Shiori, Shiori. Like, oh, oh, you guys are talking alone. Well, we're gonna join you guys because we can't have that here. I know you're childhood friends, but you guys might fuck, and we don't want to make the midget angry. <laughs> make the midget angry. <laughs> She'll have a short temper. 
Oh, keep it going. Keep it going. You're on a roll. Keep it going. She'll short circuit. Yeah, she'll go short circuit. She gets yeah, she's short circuit for how fun she gets with the, with the buddy outfit and the teddy that, that bear. That came up a little short. Yes. Oh, anyway. Good to be back. It is good to be back, buddy. But yeah, uh, yeah Chihiro talks about how I was like, I want to go to the next cosplay event with you. And she's like, ha? Ah, no, it was my thing. Damn it, mine. But yeah, we got cute interactions of everyone. And with this episode, it's a Christmas, Christmas type. Mm. And uh, she always goes to talk to me. So, what are you doing for Christmas? He's like, oh, I'm probably going to be working. Beating like, my I know you. What? Beating my dicks up. Yes. But yeah, she always like, oh, I'll give you something extra special for working so hard for Christmas. A blowjob? She doesn't need, she doesn't need to squat down. She's just going to stand up. Oh, bro. I mean, she could squat. She'll get she'll get all the way under every crevice if she squats. Also, before that, though, before we continue, uh, she already had alcoholic chocolate. And she got so drunk. Yeah, she got litty titty. Yeah, like, I need to kiss you. Love you. Yeah. So they're like, what's wrong? It's a chocolate. Oh, those have alcohol. Why, why would you do that? Because fuck it. Why not? Yeah, but uh, as they're going around, they're walking around Christmas shopping, uh, they see these pajama outfits. The, pit, the, the bunny and the bear. Yes, and they're, and they're thinking about how they would look cute in it or stuff like yes. that. Yeah, gets, this is where she gets all flustered, talking, but like, no, no, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't get you that. But what? someone comes up to them. This, uh, these like these like news anchor people. They're like, oh yeah, we want to interview. We want to interview the lovely couple. They're like, no, they're no, we're like we have zero views. Nobody watches us. We want to get our. We want to break. We want to break into the business. We need your help. Yes. So they act like a couple. She already talks about. Like why he likes talk, why she likes talking about all that. Yep. And then Takuma, he he reels it up, he pulls her in for a hug. He's like wrapping his arm around he, he her. He really embraced the role. Yes, he's embracing he it. Like, oh, on our second date. Yep, this is our second time. Like, what? What? Yep. But yeah, they hype it up. They play along. They play character great. They're happy. What happens next, Ethan? You forgot they give a nice fake kiss. She puts her little bag up. They pretend yep. they kiss. Turns out that that VTuber is very popular. Yep, those people are popular on social media. Hayokawa, Chihiro, <laughs> boy, you see this immediately, and, and they all, and they're you just see them sending all flusters like, did we just get tricked? Yeah, she wasn't. She said she wasn't popular, right? Yeah, yep. she has like two hundred thousand. Yep, yep. I see. Congratulations, I'm being. Yep. <laughs> it's like all all that shit happened. Like, what the fuck? I would have found her. Go, hey, you motherfucker! Delete the footage right now. But or we're no, suing because we find no paperwork. Yeah, we we suing motherfucker. But uh, news, that didn't news. happen. Call. But it then went to the Christmas party. The boss like, hey, you all worked hard this year. Let's go for another year. Come by. I was expecting everybody to get fucked up, like all Christmas parties. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I would do that. I was one hundred percent like thinking like one of them was gonna get trashed and do something. Like I was expecting, like the trashed, like, like, like from, um, like the girl from My Senpai is Annoying, that girl. Yeah, or even always got drunk. Yeah, or I was, I was thinking more like, uh, what's it called, uh, Yamada Kun, where fucking homegirl always got fucked up, except maybe Shinozaki. I was hoping Shinozaki would get like really fucked up and like. I know. I was expecting a Hayakawa. I was expecting the Hayakawa to get fucked up while talking to Chihiro. heroes. Oh no. Yes. <laughs> so you want to see me in my Marin cosplay? She was. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that would be a great 
crossover. Imagine if that was the crossover. You see Marin at the fucking cosplay event. At the yeah, end of the but yeah, bro, that would earn so much points. Uh, but unfortunately, different studios. Ah. Yeah, this is made by Project Nine. But I, I, I do wish we saw a little bit of the party, like interactions at the party, but it's more of like music in the background, stills. Yeah. I, I was like, oh. But anyway, um, Shinozaki, she takes uh, Shiori to the train station. Oh, we want to go somewhere first. They walk around. It's pretty out. Snow. It's a mini dato. Yeah. And Shiori gives him a gift. What was the gift? The loungewear set. The yes, bear. the bear, the bear. And then Takemichi does the same thing with the bunny. Usagi, Usagi, but it's like, Usagi. But it's like uh, maybe like I wouldn't mind seeing you wear like a th- maybe a picture. Yep. And then of course, fucking Chihiro and Hayakawa, they're there. Flash. Yep. I love his reaction. He was like, "I'm gonna regret having the flash on forever." And then uh, she was talking about how she wanted a Takuma's line, and they both slap his back like. Oh, yeah, you got my contact information. And then fucking um, Chihiro asks him to Hayakawa. She's like, no. And they both slap her back. Yep. Okay, fine. So they all got their lines. Why don't they just have a group chat? They probably will. Or G group chat. But they got the image of the phone number. And uh, we see, after we see Chiori in the outfit, it's a little small. Shows her curves, though. Yes. Front and back. Yes, especially the front. Exactly. But uh, I wonder if you'll like it. And that's it. Sounds like this was your favorite episode of the season. It was. <laughs> Wonderful. Yes. It was, no, I actually laughed a bit in this one. All right. That's good to hear. All right. All right. Moving on. Let's go with Liar Liar. It's, this is hard to describe. Yeah. Um, we get our uh, our new lolly antagonist, Noah. Don't like her. Yeah. She basically, basically, she was uh, fucking up with uh, Himeji Hiroto. Kadesta maid. I love the maid, though. Maid-kun. Maid-chan. Maid-chan, sorry. Maid-chan. Yes, I love Maid-chan. But yeah, uh, kidnapping the maid. Wants a hero to like, hey, I want your I want your stars. We're going to do this. So you're going to play a game with your maid first. Do that, and you cannot win. <laughs> so they play the game. Uh, what do you call it? Um, Himeji, she's doing great. She's like cleaning house with this card game type of thing with Hirotu. She's like, she almost has all the cards. Yep. And Hirotu says, "Oh, well, wait! I got, I got a crit. I got a trick. I'm gonna play this card. That way, that means we're even again. Makes it a draw. Yep. So no. So basically, one you didn't win. win. Yep, didn't win. And Noah hated it. Of course. So basically, it's like, well, now we're gonna play a real. I game. knew you'd do that, so I'm gonna delete your information. <laughs> yep. I delete your port history. Fucking! It was a, that was a JoJo trick and a half right there. Yeah." You yeah, thought yeah, it was like, over. Yeah, right it's like, yeah, it's like one of the Darby brothers. Seriously. So basically, like, well, we're gonna play this game. It's basically gonna be like a treasure hunt. Basically, you're your mate, you're separated from your mate again. Basically, we gotta look for the treasure room where they are. And our stars are on the line. Yep. So basically, you can only ask three questions. Three and you only get three answers. Which by the way, hold on. We can fast forward for a second. Yeah. And we have to rewind. Let's rewind yeah. first. Okay. So in the previous episode. Before this, everything happened here, there was a revelation. Basically, the school has to go through a school competition um, where your stars aren't on the line, but it's like an elimination style where everybody. It's like a practice. It's more like a practice round, but there's actually stuff for it, but no yeah, stars. Rank the winner of that person, or I think it was what, the winner of the top three. Top three, I believe. Top three people go uh, to represent the school in the overall island tournament. 
And the schoolmaster goes over to uh, Penis Wrinkle McGee. Who, what's his name? Which one? The main character. Uh, the guy? Hiroto. He goes yeah, over Hiroto, yeah. to Hiroto and was like, yeah, so there was a reward for uh, getting first place. It's the green star. We don't know what it means, but it's an important star. And it was stolen. So we need you to, A, get first place because you're the seventh star and you're supposed to. B, recover the green star while you're at it. And so, by through you know process of elimination, we find out that fucking Loli McGee, uh, Izuki Noah, she's the one that has the green star. We also find out through this trial, through the second trial, basically this elimination thing, it's like the power to what read minds. Yes, something along those lines. So regardless, basically she can she knows everything that Hiroto's gonna do. Now we can proceed. Okay. Oh, Eventually- sorry. Let's not proceed real quick. Flash forward to when everything's all said and done. Does that mean that Mei Chen has the fucking star? No. They don't explain it. I. They don't. They don't explain it. That was a shortcoming of the episode. But anyway. but but I know the I know he's the ability of like oh where they switched. You because remember what happened right? He was a no star at the very beginning during episode one. He was a no star. He beat the seven star. She got he got the important star. If you yes. have an important star, that's the star you lose. Right. So therefore, we're skipping ahead, but the green star should be in their possession. And it's not explained, not touched, nothing. Shortcoming. Anyway, I Yeah, skipped. very very short comment. Um basically the goal was find find the treasure room and where your support is. If you find out where they're hiding, where they're hiding them, you win the game. You you win the game. So all of that should happen. Uh even uh Sarasa is helping out in the Himeji's place, and uh, Sarasa confronts Noah during this game. Uh, basically, he's like, "Oh yeah, I found out what this is." As uh, Hiroto finds Himeji, Noah's like, "Oh, I played my card. Delete your answer. Doesn't mean this. That means it doesn't count." Now I get to this. Your room is here, where she technically won, but he did the ability where Himeji was the one participated and not him. So. She won, but not really. And then we get to that happened. She's all talking about how she was working for someone. She's scared of them. And he's all like, well, you don't have to be scared. Just come shut the fuck up. Just <laughs> open your legs and everything. Okay, what? Kind of. That's what happened. But this was an okay episode. It's an okay show. I mean, it's got its intrigue, but it's I can't say hard to follow, but it doesn't resonate. The story doesn't resonate at this stage. By the way, we also, because we were out on hiatus, you find out the truth. We should touch on the truth uh, with, uh, he, with what's her face? Himeji? Yeah. So I'm sorry, Sionji. Yes. With Sionji. The truth basically is that she is a stand-in for Sionji. It was not a principle of Sionji being abducted. It was a matter of Sionji, the real Sionji, not uh, wanting to go to the school. So she's like, fuck this. Can you just go and pretend it's me? Okay. And she does. Okay. And the other side you come back in two years. Can I move on? All right. The girl like forgot her glasses. I love this. It, it gets it gets repetitive, but I love. Yeah, it. yeah. The the her losing her glasses is kind of a little too much. Like how? It's yeah. The same thing. I yeah. want to see more. I was like, just just stitch it to her. Just like grab it, grab a staple gutter stuff and just attach it to her. She it's can't both, forget it. Both sides of her forehead. Yes. Do it. She, she would not lose it then. 
I don't understand why she don't keep backup pairs. She has the backup pair, and then she has a backup pair on her, her thing, right? She should have she should have multiple backup pairs at this stage. A backup pair in her locker, one in her bag, and then the one that she wears. But no, she just keeps losing them or crushing them. Yeah, breaking them, losing them. I'm I'm pretty sure the guy at the who runs the class is like, oh my god, this fucking bitch again. No, he's like, oh yay, this bitch again. He makes yeah, money like, of her family. Another five hundred dollars for glasses, yes. Seriously, like, are you getting them at the ninety-nine cent store? Excuse me. That or just her, their insurance covers it. I mean, dude, insurance only takes you so far. When you lose fifteen pairs of glasses in a year, at some point you're paying out of pocket for that some bitch. It's like well, the, the copay is going up every time yeah, you break copay. a pair or lose a pair. The copay is going up. I'm saying hundred dollars a pair now. Fifteen hundred. Imagine one hundred fifty thousand yen on glasses alone in a calendar year. Uh, what was the last one? Was it a uh, Valentine's episode? Yes. Okay, yeah. Ask goes Valentine's Day. Komura was talking about like, oh, I wish I would get me something. And I was like, what did you want me to get? You? Of course, she lost her glasses. Get me some glasses. She's like, she's like talking like, wait, wait, what do you want me to get you? Who is that? Who are you there, stranger? <laughs> get off my lawn. Yes. It's cool. It's like squinting like an old, like an old woman. But she, you know, her friends are right. Her friends mentioned like, "Oh, if you keep squinting, you're gonna have like wrinkles and a frowny face." Yeah, they're right. But uh, yeah, you you take over this one. <laughs> I'm drawing a little bit blank. Sorry to describe because this is this a mini is this mini adventures type of thing. A lot, of, you know, honestly, a lot of the shows this season are kind of like that. Most um, of the most of the rom coms, yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Bosses. Or in Mia, mostly. I know. It, I we'll talk about it. I would. Yeah, we'll get to it a bit. Yeah. Um, oh, I guess we're only at episode four. I thought we were on five. No, we no, we had to be on. No, we're on five. Did I mislabel it? Yeah, yeah. Episode five was the Valentine. I know, but I'm looking out. I'm trying to find the thread that I did. I'm like, oh, did I mislabel it? Might have. Hold on, I just typed in glasses. Girl, I like forgot her glasses. Fucking angel likes to troll on my shit. Like that name's stupid. Yeah, I did mislabel it. I definitely mislabeled it. It's supposed to be episode five. Can I edit? I can't edit post at this stage. I'm going to put in comments. It's okay. Episode five. Oops, I don't want to do an app. I want to do a asterisk. Asterisk. Episode five. My bad on the mislabel. Okay, moving on. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Episode. All right, cool. So I watched three and four. Um, back to back. So I'm gonna do basically a review, of, a quick review of three and four, in a way. Um, or five, sorry, four and five. I meant to say four and five. I don't know why I did three. Again, same thing. Fuck me. Anyway, right. among the highlights in episode four, an indirect kiss. Uh, taken to the nervous op. Uh, he takes her to the nurf- nurse's office when she twists her ankle in PE and breaks her glasses. And they, you find out a little tidbit about um, what's her face, Mia. Sorry, Mia. Mia, yes. Yes. So you find out a little tidbit about Mia is that she's insecure about her weight. And this does play into uh, the, uh, the most recent episode. Right. She's uh, she's insecure about her weight. She, you know, she feels like she's gained a couple pounds. She wants to, you know, kind of stay slim. Um, and they accidentally, she acts, uh, what's his dick? Uh, Takuma? Komoro. Yes. Komoro. Komoro uh, notices the weight and she's like, forget I ever, forget you saw this. All right, fine, no problem. Um, we keep on going also in that episode and basically we see a scene it's actually quite funny. So Mie forgets her glasses in the uh, in the bathroom and she's going all over the place trying to find her glasses. One of their classmates 
finds Komara and was like, hey, you're friends with Mie, right? She's like, yeah. She's like, oh, she left her glasses. And she puts the glasses on Komara. This bitch is a blind as a bat. Yes. Her <laughs> prescription is like negative one billion. She can't see where the damn – like you really see that. She's so blind. Komura puts the glasses on and starts getting motion sickness. That's how fucking blind this girl is. So he gets motion sickness. He has no equilibrium. And he ends up like falling forward in front of the girl. The girl, you can tell, she's a little hoe. She's like, right. oh, my God, you're so direct. Like, I didn't expect that from you at all, Komura-kun. Like, at least tell me how you feel first. And yes. as she's joking with him, while Komura's doing everything not to hurl because he has no equilibrium, Mie sees them, recognizes Komura-kun, and pushes him away from the girl, thinking like, oh, my God, no. And then basically, no. and the girl's like, no, Mie, it's okay. He's got your glasses. Here you go. And she's like, oh, okay, my bad. I didn't mean to, you know. Like disrupt anything, and Komura's still like fucked up. So that was actually a pretty, uh, pretty good scene. Episode four, as Matt said, it's about Valentine's Day and White Day. Basically, Komura goes to the store to get ketchup, and happens to bump across Mie, who forgot her glasses again, and she needs uh, mayo or mustard, something like that, for her family, something along those lines. So they go shopping yeah. together, and it's a nice little date, whatever the case is. But Komura starts realizing, like, oh shit, it's uh. It's Valentine's Day, and she's trying to do everything to kind of avoid the topic, avoid the topic. But eventually, Mie realizes with all the colors around them and the chocolates and things like that, like, oh, it's Valentine's Day coming up. And Kormo's like, yeah. And then she's like, she's like, you want a chocolate from me? Because there's a piece where he says that he wants chocolate, but he kind of holds himself back from saying it because he doesn't want to look like a dork. So Mie's like, you want chocolate from me, huh? And he, she, he goes, yeah. And she's like, oh, I was planning to give you friendship chocolate anyway. And she's like, oh, Tomo Choco. Okay. Cool, no problem. So day comes of Valentine's Day. Everybody that she's cool with in the class gets Tomo Choco. She goes to give Komura the Tomo Choco. She left it at home. Yeah, and, and she's upset. And she's upset. So she's like, hey, do you have time after school? So they're in the classroom by themselves after school. She profusely apologizes and tells Komura, hey, I'll let you, I'll let you do or ask one thing of me. It can be anything and anything you could think of. I'm prepared for the worst. You know, obviously, pervert coon and me is like, yes, I ever suck your dick. Yeah, whip your dick out. She can't see it anyway. Whip it out. So he doesn't, though. He actually tries to find the conviction in him to confess. And I was like, dude, no way he's going to confess this early on. No way. Sure enough, he lost his gumption, can't confess. And he's like, listen, he basically tells her, like, when the time comes, I want you to listen to what I have to say. Um, it's personal. I can't say it now. You know, so what is what it is? And she's like, okay, when you're ready, tell me what it is. And she's like, you know, I know it's important to you. I can tell you you're struggling to tell me what it is. So whenever you're ready, tell me. So it gives you the illusion, like she, she's, she's not a, she's not dumb. She knows, like you know, homeboy is feeling her. So anyway, that passes. Um. Oh, and by the way, she also finds a random piece of chocolate and was like, oh, this is supposed to be my snack, but here you go, Tomo Choco. Yep. But that was kind of cute. So we move on to White Day, and at this stage. Um, before white day happens, she's getting ready for school. She steps on the scale and she realizes, oh my God, I'm fat as shit. I can't eat. Nope, 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 nope. So she gets to school, uh, doesn't have her glasses again, of course. And the friends give her Tomo Choco back for, for white day. And she's like, no, I can't eat this. I can't eat this. I can't eat this. Let me go get a cough lozenge. And she keeps reaching in the bag to get cookies. And she, by this point, she had told a Komura, like, hey, I'm trying to lose weight. Don't let me eat these. 
So Comer's doing everything she can to like, like, no, don't eat it. No, don't eat it. And she's like, I want to eat it. I want it. It's a back and forth struggle with her, like wanting to like fulfill her girlish desires to eat cookies and chocolate versus Comer actually trying to be a good friend and like doing what she had asked. So eventually Comer was like, fuck it. If you're going to eat anybody's chocolate, eat my chocolate. Happy white day. Gives her the chocolate. And the episode ends with her like being so happy that, that A, Komura gave her chocolate and B, she's eating his chocolate. And so that was cute. No, this is a cute episode. This series is cute. It's just the glasses thing does get repetitive. Yeah. It's super repetitive. I agree. even I even I guys like, dude, chill. We should talk about that briefly. Did we no, we never got a chance to talk about the confession episode. That was really nice. So basically we'll wrap it up. Okay, yeah, we'll talk about it real quick. Um basically Go ahead. Uh basically uh another student gave, uh, the Sorry, pop- Azuma. Yeah. Azuma. Azuma gave the popular guy, what's his name again? No, it's just some random student. If you, Azuma's the popular guy. The random yeah. student from another class had a crush on him, wanted to give him okay. a uh, confession a, letter. A confession letter, drop the letter, blind ass Mie finds it, ask Komura, who's this for? It's for Azuma. Okay. She goes and she gives the to him thinking, yeah, thinking that she's confessing to him. Yeah. And he reads it and he goes to her and says, I'll tell you later. Yep. I'll, t- I'll give you my answer later. And he's like, Whoa, 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 that's my bitch. What are you doing? Yep. What and are so you doing? And then he's freaking out. I was like, oh, God. Of course, yeah. of course, you know, he's popular. I'm not. So is she. And um, he gives the letter back and he says, Here, have Comer read it. And Comer was like, Wow, this guy's a dick. Not only is he stealing my girl, he's making. He wants me to read it to her. What a fucking scumbag. But. He opens it. It says Komura likes Mie too. And he's like, go ahead and read it out loud. And he does it. He doesn't have the dolls. He's like, uh. Oh, yeah, that was nice. I liked That was cute. All right, moving on. Gene of AI. This is so good, dude. I appreciate yeah. you putting me on this one. Good. Yeah, I'm glad. Uh, we'll talk about the couple real quick. Um, third episode was mostly about Popo, the uh, teddy bear robot yeah. type of thing. A little creepy. Can't lie. Creepy, but you know what? I, I liked it at the end. But uh, basically, it was the mother was jealous of the son talking yep. to the bear, like, "Oh, it was only supposed to be a temporary thing until I settled down." Like, it's been. Time He's not a great mom, by the way. She's not. No, no, not a great mom at all. Yeah. Uh, so basically, wants to get rid of Papa and all this tries, and uh, of course, Papa glitches and mentions someone else's name, and it was a previous name. And they're trying to figure out if they want to get rid of her or not. But then I was like, oh, no, Papa's alive. Like, we want to keep his memories and all this. And Mom's like, no, it's not. It's a fucking bear. It's a fucking doll. Yeah, so the kid... It's the got feelings. Gets, it's a fucking doll. Yeah, the son gets upset, runs away with Papa. And he's, like, sleeping cold. Papa's, like, asking people for help. But it gets hit by a car. Meanwhile, you're skipping a very important part of, of this story. In the same story, in the same timeline, there's a woman, and the woman has a blow up doll that's real life. It she has he has a she has a real that's right doll. yeah yeah the, the second story yeah yeah the, the yeah the, the second part of the story was yeah she got yeah she has she has a robot rental service it dates and all companionship they've been together for seven years yeah and she's she wants humans she wants to date humans she wants Not, real dick well she wants yeah. Synthetic dick. Yeah, she wants she wants human emotion. Yes. And she's mad at the robot for not being jealous. Yep. But like he knew it was a rental, he was aware, like it's okay. Like you should be mad at me and all that shit. I love the line. It was like, hey, if this doesn't work out, feel free to resume. Like, damn, that was savage. 
So sure enough, she goes and dates, but she misses her blow up boyfriend. And in the end, before that, actually, before we get to the end, we see basically the scene with Papo after he gets run over by the car um, because uh, the little boy is talking to the rental boyfriend after they went on a final goodbye date. Yeah. Was like, hey, you know, uh, how do you deal with, uh, how do you deal with, like, you know, emotions and stuff? Or life, yeah. Yeah, life. And they're like, oh, you know, well, you know, we're robots. Like, at the end of the day, like, you know, we're meant to be used and discarded and we'll be used again. Like, it's just a vicious cycle of, of the process at the end of the day. And but so you get the idea. They end up going up after the Popo gets run over. They go back to the hospital. They save Popo. Um, everything is all good. And they actually, it was actually a nice, warm, heartwarming thing because basically the doctor on his own found out who the previous owner was. Turns out the previous owner was a little girl. She died of a terminal illness. And so they take Popo to go visit the girl yeah. and say, you know, like, hey, you know, here she is. She's still here. She'll always be here for you. That was kind of cute. Even though it's creepy, it was cute. And like long story short, with the with the woman with the blow up boyfriend, um, she dates, she fucks. I guess it's not as good of a fuck. She's back with the blow up boyfriend. Oh, I thought he was. I thought he went to someone else's house. No, that was the woman. Oh, okay. Then yeah, um, yeah. I think it, but his memories didn't get erased, right? Just it's all normal again. No, so not quite. So basically, you see in the scene after he leaves Papo. Um, the 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 robot gets onto the uh, onto the bus and was like, in accordance with your determination of your contract, your memories will be erased now. Yeah. Erase the memories. But before that, early in the episode, they say, if I want you back, like, how does this work? They're like, well, we keep everything on the server for about five years, and they're like, or no, it said one year. They keep everything on the server for one year. They're like, what happens after the one year? It's gone. It's erased. So I guess in the time period, he gets his memories back. Yeah. And then the previous episode, it was okay. It's about Risa sipping over Hikaru for the most part. Yeah. With random scenarios, a guy on guy for one of them, or how uh, Risa lived in the same room as like a, like a student. Yeah. Random, random fantasy scenarios. Some of them are funny. Some of them are cringe. Yeah. And now for this one. This was annoying, but it worked out. But yeah, we got another character, Seto. But uh, basically, it's a, a patient. Who was dealing with a humanoid that is dealing with insomnia, and then the wife caught is a cow. So hey, why do you why why is money gone? Why we keep losing this four hundred and twenty eight thousand yen being removed out of my account every month? Yeah, but he's like, oh yeah, yeah. Basically, he's like, oh yeah, it's it's a friend I wanted to help. It's like a doctor, Mm -hmm. a friend of mine. It's for the charity. Uh, So he gets examined by Hikaru, and he talks about well, his memories are being altered. And I know just the guy who did it. Yep, it's it's Seto who basically does it for money. He does it for money, but he's not. He alters the memories, but he he implants other memories. Yeah, because basically it's like, oh yeah, basically before this he was he was spending money on porn, alcohol. Yep, he was a piece of shit. He was so I gave him good shit, and I made him not a piece of shit, and just for a small cost every month. Yeah, so small price to pay. Okay, five thousand dollars a month. Yeah, but eventually Hikaru does fix him up a bit. Yep. And the second story is involves a kid who another cannot human. deal with his emotions well. He's got anger management problems. Yep. And all he his only calamity of calmness is the piano. And he plays savant. the piano so well. He's a savant. Yeah. Yep. And he gets even gets mad at the mother whenever she calls out to him and says, "Hey, dinner's ready." No, like shut the fuck, fuck you, up. bitch. Yep, flashes. 
lashes at his students, even just asking what type of music he likes. Is he listening to the whole girl? I was like, wow, this guy's a fucking real piece. Yep. Of and yeah, I want to this, this show. The first part, I thought it was the boy because they showed the boy first. I thought the grown man was the boy having grown up. Right, that's what I thought too, but no. No, yeah, it ended up being the case. Yeah, yeah, the boy's name is Yuda. Fuck but, uh, Yeah, uh, so basically, Sato hears him play the music when he's examined. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh yeah, this is, this is beautiful. Like, you should record something for me next time. Fuck yourself, Jit. Yeah, basically. And it's uh, basically, we can do something, but it's like a emotional altering thing. It'll get rid of it. But something, something might happen. Yeah, he's like, but that's the likelihood is low. I would recommend doing it. What do you think? And they're like, well, give us some time to sleep on it. No problem. Yeah. Boy goes yeah. to school the next day. He gets confronted about pushing the girl. And, and he tackles the kid. <laughs> yep. So I was like, all right, that's the straw that broke the camel's back. He's yeah, we're, we're, we're plugging you in. Fuck this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, so they, they plug him in. And... Yeah, they do, they do this. They do the, he does the operation. He gets the musical pieces. Yep. Like, oh, good. yeah. The yeah, they was great, the but yep. yeah, but the stuff after like it doesn't feel the same. But he's happy, he's making friends, he still plays the piano, but it's missing something. Like it's missing soul, it's missing it's missing misdirected anger. Yep. They did the right thing. But yeah, that was I liked it much better than last week's for sure. The you know, just the show, the principle of the show, I just thoroughly enjoy because you know, especially with the dawn of AI and that type of technology in our current real life world. Yep. Um, I find it kind of fascinating from the perspective as the oh, it's so fascinating. Yeah, the, the more we get deeper into AI, the more you kind of have the realization that there's going to be morals and ethics that are involved with such technology to the point where it's you know, similar with humans and animals and things of that nature. And there's a dichotomy of of, of uh, what's it called humanity and a sense of um, of ethical like understanding between all of these characters in this fictional world, so it, it is a fascinating dynamic. I, I do concur. All right, moving on. Duke of Death. I love this. I love Zane. This season's. Better. I think this season's better than last season. All Agreed. Right. Agreed. And last season was really good. I know. Oof. We're getting we're we're getting a lot of musical numbers in this one. We got like one like back to back. Yeah, dude. I'm, no, I'm all for it. But uh, I'm with it. I'm with the shits, man. But um, what you call it? Um, Alice and Bochan, they basically they want to talk to Captain Zane, but they gotta go to the circus. So they go to the circus. Uh, they see what's the ringmaster's name? Uh, Zacho. Uh, basically, Zacho. Yeah, I'm not. They need to stop with the musical numbers. No, that's <laughs> they don't. They don't, Chris. You have no taste. You have no class, Chris. I like it. It's like again. Disney musical with Tim Burton feel the Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm with it. I I, I fuck with it. I fucks with it too. But so. um, yeah, Bochan and Alice they eventually see. Um, also, Bochan has a new outfit. It's a little heavier, but he can move. But basically, he Just can be sexy, touched. Sexy in that outfit, boy. Yeah. I love that outfit. With little like German girl. Yeah. Ooh, boy, that tickles my tank, boy. I tell you yes. what. That's yeah, why. Well, I, I was like, like, so, so of course, of course, uh, Alice would just. You know, like rub on him, but like, oh, I can touch you like this. Yeah, he's all like fucking boy. That's not though. If there was a way for us to be able to know how to unblock people, I would block you right now. No, don't block him. It would be a, a timeout. I'm putting him in timeout. No, the the campiness works with it. And by the yeah. way, we're skipping ahead because we went ahead with this episode. 
the previous episode, basically. So let, we're backing up a couple episodes. I want to go back a couple episodes. I really want to go back a couple episodes. All right, so all right. In this season, basically, we find out Zane, like we knew from season one kind of what his powers was, but we find out Dalith really wants his powers. We find out why. We'll get to a moment. But um, she comes with a proposition to Bochan um, while he's well, that Well, that we talked about last recording. Did we? Yeah, we we talk we talk about Amelia who ah Amelia. Yeah, yeah so but yes so all right that's fine we we'll skip ahead so after a while the witch comes in it's Amelia she's a taco that means octopus in Japanese I know catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Her vagina. <laughs> She's a taco. So she comes in. She's dying of like thirst. She needs salt water now. So they throw her in the bath with the little thing that, that was given. That was cute. And basically, she's like, yeah, I'm a witch. Like, I specialize in curses, you know, da-da-da. And Bochan's like, you know, I don't want to go through with it because I don't want to owe Dalith any favors. And she's like, wow, you're scared of Dalith that much? And they're like, well, she's like, hey, I don't even know if I could break the curse. So let's find out. So she makes the entire ocean – she makes the entire mansion one giant ocean bubble. And they can breathe and they can swim and they can talk in the water. And it's very picturesque, very wonderfully picturesque, very nice – you see Bochan and Alice, they go on like a swimming date, basically, without touching each other. And it's very nice. So Amelia's like, all right, you guys done playing around? Yes, we are. Okay. Right, now let me do this thing. So she goes to touch, and she starts getting sick. Yep. And she's mm-hmm. like, I can't break this curse. And they're like, what? Why not? They're like, there's only one woman I know that can put a curse this powerful. Her name is Sade. That's Dalit's sister. Yep. And she's dead. And she's dead. And she's like, you have no, you can't think of any reason that you would have pissed this woman off to fuck you up this bad. No, I can't. I'm sorry, kid. You're fucked. I tried. Yeah. Basically. Now put me back in the salt water because the basically when she tried to touch Bochan, it affected her too. And the fish. Yeah. So everything was dying. So she yep. needs to go back in the salt water. So eventually she goes back in the salt water. She goes on her merry way. And uh, Bochan's like, all right, I think it's time to go see uh, Zane and Cuff. And they're at That's the circus. Now we, now we get to. And no, we, we haven't gotten there yet. We have not gotten there yet. So we fast forward. They do all the stuff. They actually enter the circus. It's kind of cute. But um, when Cuff goes away, right? She goes. They're out of like this place getting meat pies. So she goes. That's what, that's, that's what I, that's what I was getting to. Are you gonna do a two parter? Because that's not the that's not the that's episode four. Episode yeah, five. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I was getting to. Oh, you went to two part. I'm sorry. I thought you were just yeah, yeah. I was yeah. I was gonna talk about the previous briefly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, had the outfit on. They go to the circus to see the yeah. ringmaster. Yes. They they meet uh, Zane and Cuff. Cuff uh, walks away to go get the service because there's no excellent service there. So I'll nope. go get it myself. And so, okay, so why are you? All right, so why are you guys really here? Then uh, Bochan talks about Dallas knows, and she wants you back. That's while we're here type of thing and then zane's like well it's time to leave it's time for me to leave yeah and they're like you're really gonna leave cuff yeah he's like trust me it's it's for the best also before that though cuff's like what would happen like would you leave me if I, ever in danger it's like find out zane's like 
you were in danger, I would have to leave. Yeah, I would leave you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, Cup comes back with the meat pies. And then we get the new lesbian couple, Kato they're, and Teto. They're hot. Yeah, Dalev's like, oh yeah. Uh, basically, go to the circus. Yep. We, we get another musical number the circus. Uh, even Bochan and Alice are part of the show. Yep. Bochan does the juggling. And at the end, he touches the flower to make it dead. They yep. like, think it's an effect. That was a nice While part. Alice is doing a performance, they see Teto and Kato talking to Zane. Yep. Uh, Zane gets caught in a corner. They say, hey, we're leaving now. Then they're like, can I at least like, give me two days? Like, I want to say goodbye Same. to Cuff. Yep. I want to say goodbye to them. And she's like, all right, day after tomorrow. Coming to get your yep. ass. And as soon as she leaves, that fucking liars. Yep. And now, episode five. Yes. Episode they're all five. hanging out. Yep. Uh, basically, they're going to have a show in the in the town square open. For the children. Yep, for the children. And uh, what do you call it? Who's, who's the kid? Uh, Hugo talks to Zane. He's like, oh, um, you're going to talk to her, right? Oh, uh, you're going to talk about your feelings for her, right? Like, oh, I love her. I love her more than you, but you knew her longer. So you should go first. Okay, Eskimo brother. Yeah, like, like yo, like, Hugo, what the fuck? You're like 10 years younger than her. <laughs> but, hey, um, but, you have wet dreams over Cuff. I get it. Yep. No, Cuff's cute, so. Cuff's fine, yeah. yeah. But Zane, he pulls Cuff to an alley to talk, and before he, he could even say it, she knows, like, you're leaving me, aren't you? So she doesn't want to hear her. She's, like, walking away. Mm-hmm. It's like, Cuff, I love you! <laughs> and she's, and, like, she's, like, freaking out. Like, she stops in the tracks for a minute. Tries she's to like, grab too late her. now! And she runs away. You know, but first he grabs her and says this, and there's like, and you're gone, aren't you? Yep, as an old man. Yep. <laughs> So yeah, so so Cuff is like all flustered with Bochan and Alice. Uh, they're, they're trying to talk about it, but Dalef, Keto, Teto, they're fucking shut up. Yep. Uh, plants it, everywhere. Keto? Keto has the uh, the the vine power. Yes. Also has poison power. Yes. Basically, female Aruchimaru. Yeah, yeah, she's Aruchimaru, and Dalef is just laughing, having tea somewhere. <laughs> But Bochan t- uses his powers to like touch the vines. Yep. And what you call it? Cuff's trying to look for Dalif. Yep. She falls down thanks to more vines, I believe, or the yeah, more vines. Yep. She's about to fall to her death, and Zane's like, "Fuck this!" Uses the time powers. The world. So he used the world. <laughs> everyone, everyone stopped. Time is frozen. He has. I don't know. He has. He has longer than Diaz powers, but he does. It's about what, three minutes, some shit like uh, that. Just about, but um, what you call it? He gets cuff. He makes her like he unfreezes her. They talk about their feelings about like everything he said, and cuff's like, I don't want to be alone again. I want to like stay with you. And this is my answer to your confession. And kisses his beak. Yep, kisses the beak. And like, so should we get these guys? So they they tie up uh, Keto and Teto. Before that though, uh, Teto wants to go. Let's go bite him. And Bojan's like. Bite me, see what happens. Yeah, for real. You will die. That was savage. I was Bo- like, yo. <laughs> Bochan is not playing right now. Yeah, yeah, enough of the shit. But yeah, the two were tied up. Like, should we go out to Dallas? Like, it's he, she's too far away. Yep. Kind of can't. So we'll use him as hostage. But then Dallas shows up anyway. Yeah, and then fucking cuff punches her. <laughs> Bitch. And we find and we see it. Everyone okay. sees her face. She don't like it. She retreats and gets Keto and Teto. Like, oh shit, yeah. Oh, they can get him. Oh, we didn't need him as hostage. Basically. But 
Yeah, they're all celebrating. They're all great show. They're partying. Yes. Um, what you call it? Uh, they had a clue. Dolph gave Alice a clue. He's like, "How you know your mother's alive, right?" And she's like, "No, she died in a car accident." That, that was what they told you. And who told you, Rob? Ooh. But she like just know who who to believe. Yep. But that was, then that was when she got punched in the face. They're celebrating. They say it's time to go home. Cut wait, as- wait, wait, wait. You skipped the part where the, the ringmaster, two things happened. The ringmaster asked Cuff and Zane, like, you guys are witches, aren't you? Yep. And they're like, fuck, the jig is up. We got to go. They're like, no, no, no. Like, it's cool. Stay, My wife's stay. And she's like, wait. And Bochan's like, wait, is your wife Amelia? And she's like, oh, my God, you met my wife? She's yeah. like, yeah, she's doing good. She talked about you. She wants to see you again. Oh, that's great to hear. Yep. So that was nice. And then everybody- but, yeah, but as Alice and Bochan walking away, Cuff's holding on to Zane's hands, like, don't ever leave me again. You there? Yeah, okay. But, yeah, very good last few episodes. I love it. This I loved it. Right. Let's Moving keep going. on. Anime train. Or, I'm sorry, the uh, rom-com train. Now Horimiya. Now Horimiya. So the thing about Horimiya, though, is, like, there's no logical story to really be had with it. That's why I, in good conscience, cannot give it a high grade. It's good, but man, it'd be great if we had it in order. Oh, this would be imagine they was like a twenty-four episodes, episode, like two courses, yeah. with this included. It'd be one of the best rom-coms yeah. ever was ever made. Yes, and now it's just a convoluted mess because, like, they got to figure out where it happened when. It's just basically, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good in that regard. Well, I still enjoy. It, it. I still love the characters. It, um, no. So there's uh, the timeline. Basically, season one starts off at the beginning before they're together. Then the next part, they are together. And then the rest of the timeline, um, I believe episodes two and three are before they gra- they they get to th- their third years. And then four, four and five, or three, four and five, are when they're third years. So they're in their yeah. season of high school right now. Right. So that's the timeline. The timeline isn't terribly off. It's just in relation to the main story. Where does it fit? It's, in? it's just, it's just annoying. Yeah. It's like I, I wish it was more cohesive. And you agree with me about the colors? I said there was a little bit of shade. Sean was the one that was like, "No, you're wrong." Starman, no. Star- a, and I, Starman actually said, "I'm right with the colors." He did say yeah. that in the chat. Yeah. Redemption. Yeah, because he, yeah, because he finally, yeah, because he finally watched it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I said there was a little shade. Like, you know what? Fine. Watch them both back to back, and then he apparently did. He's like, no, it's your TV. It's it's, it's the app. It's, it's and then he of- came to my house. Starman came to my house and saw I'm on an 86 inch 2021 LG 1080p 120 hertz television. It is not my fucking television. Yeah, it's not the television. It's not a Funimation Crunchyroll thing. It's just they it's, fucked it. Up. Yeah, just a little bit of shit. Yeah. So so yeah. If they had the same animation as season one and it was in order, yeah, it'd be a five out of five. This, uh. this would be that would legitimately be one of the greatest like rom coms. Honest to God, and I hate to say this, this kind of devalues Hori Me a little bit. It does. No, it does. I hate saying that, but I really I know. As I said, I in good conscience can't really give it a high grade. It still probably will make my top ten, but it'll be there, but probably in the lower. Probably in the lower tier. All things. Yeah, I, 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 it's something I cannot. I can't give it a top five. Time, like other people do. I mean, we already know the top three. Maybe, yeah. maybe. I mean, bro, we know our top three. Well, we, you know your top three. Well, I mean, we know Michelle's in your top three. Juju. Well, for, well, for right now, it's 
middle. What but is? this, but this arc, but this arc definitely moved it up. <laughs> all right, well, we'll talk about those. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get some when we get some. But um, yeah, th- that's really all I can say about Horimiya. Let me give an episodic breakdown really quick because I did yeah. watch. I was so behind. This was one of the shows that I watched three episodes last night on, so I can give you a synopsis of them. Give me some yeah. I put Hormia, and it found it anyway when I typed in Hormia. That's funny. Okay, so last three episodes of Hormia really good. Ep- episode four focuses on Hori and Miyamira, basically them getting closer, um, as well as the relationship between Sengoku and Hori. Um, specifically, we really see the the inner details because it's not really. Um, focused on too much in the main series, but we see it a lot more in this particular episode. In episode four, we, we see their childhood progression. They were literally childhood best friends for the longest period of time, so much so that they were like bathing together. And that's why it's funny when you see fucking Miyamira see a picture of naked Hori and she closes the book. He's like, Oh, you're a lollicon. He's like, No, so so if three's your limit, what's your upper limit? He's like, <laughs> I do nothing but high school age and up. Thank you. That was kind of funny. And we also find that yeah. uh, Miyamira is 18. So this counts as a uh, adult rom com, Angel. Suck my dick, bitch. Suck it. Anyway, um, so that focuses on that. We also in episode four, it also focuses a lot on the relationship between Hori, uh, Hori's father and Sengoku's father. We find out their relationship came from the fact that they were buddies. They are very contentious buddies, but they are buddies nonetheless. And we basically see like the dynamic there. The other piece to that dynamic, which is really interesting and not touched on whatsoever is the fact that Sengoku's father does not want Sengoku to have a, a, a girlfriend. He's like, girls are going to interfere with your studies. You need to focus and study. There'll be time for girls later. And he hasn't told his father yet that he's dating Sumi. Remy, sorry, Remy. Right. And, of course, Hori's like, oh, you haven't told your dad? Let's tell him now. And Sengoku's like, you're a fucking piece of shit, bitch. I can't believe you. But they don't. And they move on with the most. So episode four was pretty pretty cute from that perspective. Episode five focuses on another one of the characters that doesn't get a lot of love in the original series, which is why, you know, we talk about how it devalues it. We talk about how the timeline turns it off. But one of the positives about this is we're getting shine on specific reasons why they got so close and shine on other characters and storylines that fit within the context that didn't get that shine. Specifically, right. episode five does a really good job of doing that with uh what's his dick? Um Iura, I believe is his name. Which one? Yeah, Iura. Iura. Yeah. And his little sister. We find out his little sister has a crush on this boy. Um, I forget his name. I think it's like Kita Gower or something like that. Um, yeah. has a crush on this boy, and of course, Iura is being like overprotective, starts butting into like their study time when he comes over to the house to study. Um, but we find out that the little boy actually admires Iura and wants to kind of be like that but in that process because of that what happened it kind of turns him off to whatever feelings that he may have had for his little sister and basically she's upset that basically the boy that she likes doesn't look at her at all like anything other than a friend because of the fact that Iura is constantly there and he looks up to her so there's a pressure there. And there's also like little kitty bullshit. Like, you know, am I pretty? Like, she thinks that she's ugly. Da, da, da. It's kind of inconsequential in the grand scheme of things. Um, but still, that dynamic is actually really nice to kind of see Yura, you know, be the big brother and kind of deal with his own little like crisis within his life. Right. And episode six was really good, honestly. Episode six was really good as it focuses a lot on Sengoku trying to figure out why Miyamura won't change his clothes in front of everybody. Yep. <laughs> Dying to see the tattoo. He tries to get, they have a sleepover. He tries to climb in bed with him. Everyone's like, hey, we're not judging you, bro. Like, hey, do you? You want to 
take your shirt off. You want to climb in the sack with him? Do you? But uh, what's his dick? Um, I forget his name now. Damn it. What's his name? Purple hair kid. Purple hair kid. Uh, Ishikawa. Ishikawa knows what's going on and is like, oh, I got to protect my boy at all costs. Yes. He lays it all out. And he does a he does a masterful job of protecting Miyamura's secret up until Miyamura, who's oblivious to this entire time toward the end of the episode, realizes what Sengoku's trying to do, picks up on it, and manages to skirt away. Um, so that was actually pretty funny. And right. there was a really actually there was a really, really in that same episode, the second half of the episode was actually really nice as we actually see the dynamic even further with uh with uh 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 what's her face? Uh Rumi and uh sengoku and yeah. we see their relationship dynamic and i think that that was actually really nice to see you know because i think what it is is with my person i always like we like to joke around like the kitty thing like oh i'm so sorry so i love you like little it's corny it's cheesy but it's it's our dynamic and that's the same dynamic with with rumi and, and sengoku in a way like hug kiss you know things like that like hand like just little, she's like a child, but Sengoku falls for that, and I don't know. I felt like really like emotionally tied to that piece, just seeing their dynamic, um, and seeing how that was, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And you know, it's really hard where when you see the original Horimiya and you know that Hori and Miyamura are um, sexually involved, right? They have the sex scene, and then they have like the the whole uh domination like thing that they have going on i believe it's episode eight where she likes to be dominated and, and like degraded and things like that because she's like exploring her own sexuality yep. at that age so it's hard to look at rumi and um and sengoku in that manner but it's just like the little child aspect of their relationship is something that i relate to from that perspective so i i thoroughly enjoyed that piece as well for that so right i'm enjoying the series very much so I'm, i can look at it as a standalone knowing everything i know about Horimi as a whole but when you look at the encompassing universe of the Horimi universe yeah. it is a downgrade. It, it, and it sucks but it's unmistakable from that perspective between that and the animation being a slight downgrade as well that's a little bit disappointing but in terms of appreciating the show you will not appreciate the show if you don't watch the original and because you do that you will come to understand that because this wasn't included in the original it really is a letdown so right that's the honest the most honest summarization you can get that's honestly going to probably be all of our reviews when it's all pretty much more or less yeah you know so all right we got seven more to go fucking rent a girlfriend this season is the best season they've done so far Agreed. Record that, Sean. 224.06. This season is the best season. Approximate. But yeah. Hey. Uh, but yeah, well, uh, but yeah uh, let's get to it. Um, we basically, it was basically, it had the, it was like the last day to promote the movie. Wait, we talked about the guy, didn't we? We talked we talked about the guy already, right? Hmm? We, we talked about the guy wanting to date Cheeser already, right? No. We didn't. We have not. Okay, uh, but basically, um, basically, advertising for the film's not going well. They don't have their goal yet. But um, the pretty boy Umi tells her, "Like, oh yeah, I have. He has a big following, and you can help her. You can help her reach the goal." But in exchange, she has to go on a date with him because his girlfriend 
could not go to this play, go to this uh, stage play with him. So go in, so go in her place. Shizuru tells Kazuya that he's like, no fucking way, nope. But mm. fucking, what's her name? Um, y- Yamori. She like grab, like pulls him in the back, like, no, you gotta yes, do this for the season. Yes, do not question. She's like, hey, hey, uh, like shut the fuck up, stop being a simp. We need this. We need the followers. Yep. So you have to suck it up. So basically, do this. Let her do it. Everything will be okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Eventually, like, sure, you can go. Right. So next day, it's the day of the last day. Shizuru's on the thing with Yumi. Uh, Yamori, Ruka, and Kazuya, they're all handing out flyers. They support the project. Uh, David Shizuru, it's going well. She's like saying thank you, but she has to get going. But he's like, wait, I have a confession. I broke up with my girl. She's like, what? Because I don't want to fuck you. Basically. So I want you basically fuck the movie project. Go out with me, go to dinner with me. Yep. And then I'll post your face. Yep. And she's like, no, I really have to do this. It's important to me. We had a deal. It's like, you like the guy, don't you? You like that loser. You like that fucking pleb. Yep. And I talk about, like, oh, like, it's not that I don't like, like, I don't like him, but I don't not like him either. Mm-hmm. All that shit. And also before that, Yamori talks about the need tier list for uh, the stuff. Mm-hmm. But basically, like, let's go for all your clothes, jewelry, mm-hmm. some banking notes. Mm-hmm. And she's about, to, she's about to go to her pencil drawer. It's like, nope, you're not doing that. That's off limits. Mm-hmm. And then Yamari talks about, you know, Kazuya likes you, right? He's like, no, he wouldn't. I'm just a rental girlfriend. Like, he would not do any of this for you if you were just a rental girlfriend. Facts. So, and yet she's being the uh, edgelord Sunere. He's like, nope, stupid. Baka. All right, now we go forward. The fly Shizuru eventually shows up. It's nighttime. He looks at the Kickstarter. They reach their goal with an extra 30000 to spare. Mm-hmm. They're happy. It's all going well. Oswald ends well there. Now we get to basically it's the day of filming. They're do they're not they're not pulling but they're just they're they're doing this quick. Mm-hmm. They got the script, they got the director, the producers there, everyone's there. Uh Chizuru says they I look forward to work with everyone. Kazuya says, hey, he says it in such a childish manner that they, they, they couldn't help but laugh. Mm-hmm. So the first half is just like a little montage. They're going through the thing, all the scenes they're going through. We don't know how it's been if it's been days and weeks overall. Mm-hmm. There's no way how they did this in one whole day. Mm-hmm. Unless it's a very, very shitty budget. <laughs> mm-hmm. But regardless, it is an independent film. Let's talk about there's a crying scene. Uh, Caesar has to cry with uh, grandma's plush, but there's a cicada making noise, and Kazuya is climbing the bridge. That's to stop the cicada from making noise. Mm-hmm. I got the point. He fell off the bridge, he fell in the water, but the cicada's gone. They do the filming, and then we get to basically, director wants her and Kazuya for filming the final scene. Mm-hmm. So Yamori books a failure. Oh, let's all four of us go. You guys, me and Ruka. So I'm going to book this hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to do that. I'll take care of it. You tell Chizuru, just do this. Kazuya's waiting at the train station. See Chizuru there. Kazuya gets a call. It's Yamori. Yep. And she says she's not coming. And you don't, you don't hear why yet. He's like, you hear him yelling. You don't hear the other side yet. Nope. 
Hey, right now, she potted this. I've been saying, oh, I just did that just to get me and Ruka out of the way to have some alone time. When you guys are alone, she might have feel different towards you. She's like, hey, everyone gets those feelings at least once a month. It's a scientific fact. Yep. Horny Amori. Yeah, and it tells Shizuru, like, she's not coming, but Shizuru's pissed off. She's suspicious. Train's here. What are they going to do? They get on. Yamori calls Shizuru. Well, Texas Shizuru. They text, oh, I got a fever. And she's like, she fucking planned this, didn't she? Yep. And now Kazuya gets another call. It's from Ruka. Talks about how she's not coming because Yamori or Ruka, it got postponed because she was sick. So that's gonna blow up at the end uh, of the season. So awkward, awkward silence there. The episode ended there. Basically, he's like, "Let what well, we're here now is just get this fucking over with." Let's get the fucking over with. You're right. Ain't gonna happen. But but yeah, good shit. All right, one more, one more romance. My happy marriage. It's not. It is a romance. It's a tragedy, but it is. It's a. It, it's a. It's a fantasy romance. This is so depressing every day. But uh, what you call it? Uh, Mio wants to make uh, Kudo a gift. Yes. And so Yuri talks about like, oh, there's something you can do. You can. We can actually. You can, maybe you can actually make something. I'm sure there'll be a lot coming from you. Yep. So wants to make him like a little hairband for his long hair, so he could have it in a whatever a ponytail, whatever. Yeah, but what's going on? Uh, Mio, Yuri, I love Yuri by the way. Uh, they're shopping around, they're getting the fabric. But while that's happening, Kudo is at Mio's family's house. Yes, talks to the mother and father. Yes, he goes, It's official, I'm going to marry her. But what the fuck is wrong with you guys? You're all horrible people. I looked you guys up. It's like, What the like, what are you doing to this poor girl? It's like, you know what. I will give you the money, like after the marriage, because yep. you're owed that. It's part of the. But problem. however, you have to apologize to her in public, in person. And he's like, like, is it worth it? It's like, can I think about it? It's like, what do you gotta think about? <laughs> that should have been like, never mind. We're good. Thank you. Yeah. Even said like, you know, yeah, you don't have to see her again. We'll cut you out after this. That's it. Get your money, you're done, fuck off. But apologize. But he can't he can't even do that. It's like, you know what? But while that's happening, Kaya sees Mio. But Yuri left her alone for a bit. Like, oh yeah, hey, so you're a slut, you're a loser. I'm happy with your man. Is he gonna get rid of you? He's not gonna marry you. It's okay. I can treat you like shit when you come home again. The worst. And Yuri's like, oh, who's this? Like, I hate this whole family. They're the worst. Yeah, they might be my attackers of the season. Horrible people. Uh, can you think of any other real? Like, I'm trying to think. Are there? Well, any... I'm trying to think of Red Eyes for Link. Like, depends on how that route goes. But outside of that, these guys. I'm trying to looking at the antagonists. Like together. There's no what I guess. What can you say? The zombies. Yeah, Yahweh. <laughs> Yahweh's not doing anything. It's mostly yeah, about yeah, mostly no. about Ishida. There's He's not nothing, really a villain here, unless the only thing that I could think of would be jujitsu when they have the Shibuya. I mean, but nothing consistently. The zombies in Zom 100, eh? Uh, yeah. Dalith, that's not really strong. Not really. I, 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 she, she's just, she's just annoying. I think honestly, all things considered, there's no other like anime like Tiny Senpai, nothing. Misfit, that's not gonna qualify. Dreaming Boy, nothing. Monono Gatari, I'm not gonna put. 
paper plane there. You don't know if Gene will have it. You don't know if Gene will have it. Tag us with the hackers being more involved. Nope, we don't know. Duke of Death, Dalith maybe is, is an option. Zombie 100, the zombies that doesn't really qualify. Hormia, nothing. I don't think we'll have a tag as Mashoko. Yeah, huh? I don't think we'll have a antagonist in Mashoko uh, for this arc. Like you said, Yahweh, but he's not doing anything. Uh, liar, liar. I guess the the um the, the main the main bad guy, the uh, school principal, right? Um, had... no, like the one she called the demon. Maybe Jamie. Yeah, no, rag, nothing. Mommy's not doing anything. Spellblaze hasn't had a clear cut person yet either. Uh, Kenshin doesn't really build on that. Yeah, yeah not yet. No, nothing. Tony Kawa, nothing. Ayakawa, we both dropped. Yep, Ayaka, we both dropped. I mean, yeah, honestly, the clear front runner for antagonist of the season is Kaya and her parents. Yeah, but yeah, uh, moving on to that. Um, yeah, uh, Kaya just basically just ran down her sister again until the Yuri came along. Now Mia's confidence, her happiness, how she was feeling these previous episodes down the drain, went down the drain. Fucking blew up badly. And then, of course, uh, Kaya sees uh, Kudo like leaving the house. He's like, oh, he's hot. I don't know who he is. Yeah, fuck my virgin pussy. Yeah, fuck uh, the other guy, the uh, Marion. That poor guy. Yeah, poor guy. He, tr- you know, I, I can't fault him at all. And then, no, you can't. Uh, what's his dick? But um, we'll get to that a bit. But um, what do you call it? Kudo goes home, sees Mio depressed again. Think what happened, and she starts crying, and eventually she gives him the gifts. Mm-hmm. And he loves it. And he tells her, I'm officially going to marry. We get that. And now the next one. Um, basically, um, Yuri is taking me out for a Kamado shopping. Again, the fabric and all this. Mm-hmm. So that's going on. Uh, Kayo talks to Kojo's, Koji, Koji's father. Like, hey, you're, Mio's getting married to this guy. Mm-hmm. He's like, damn it, it should have been me. Like, can't you, like, can't you just call okay, it off? Hitler. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what she was doing. Like, she's happier than me. <laughs> she should be dead in the streets, pals. But basically, they tell telling Koji's father, like, hey, can't you just make them not marry? It's like, well, we can we could do a swap, but Mio has to say yes. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, oh, I'll get her to say yes. Oh, and, yeah. she, and she goes to her fiance, like, hey, you Coach want me. me? You want Mio, right? You want to fuck her, right? Not me. Because I don't, because I don't like you. I don't like me. You want my sister? Let's help each other out. Hey, coach is like, what are you trying to do? Oh, nothing. Let your daddy take care of. But first, well, first before that, she goes to her dad. Yeah. And even the dad's like, just leave it alone. Yeah. Because he, because he wants the money. Yeah. So it's like, let him marry. That's it. Stay out of it. Be a good girl. No, I don't want that. I need the hockey. Yep. With the long hair. Yep. And then. Koji is like, what the fuck's going on? So he goes to the father, and he sees Kaya there. The fuck are you doing here? Yep, and he's like, oh, uh, we're, you know, we're just plotting your happiness. With uh, You're going to have Mio after all. It's like, what? So we're going to have Mio say yes to marrying you, and I get I get Kuda. Like, yep. wait, 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 what are you trying to do? Mm-hmm. But we see, after Mio and Yuri stop by to see Kudo, let's say hi to him all this, as they're coming back, Cops, there's a cu- car comes blocking between them, mm-hmm. and Mio gets kidnapped. She gets chloroformed. She's passed out. They drive away, and then Cody's like, "You son of a bitch!" And we see his supernatural powers. Like he was like, "Yeah, he has some powers." He's not. Yeah, but so does the dad. It's like, just stay out of this. It's for your own good, for the benefit of me, not you, me. 
and knocks the knocks his son out, gets him tied up. And uh, Yuri tells Kudo what happened. Kudo's flipping out. He's pissed. And uh, Koji gets released by was it his friend Butler? Uh, no, his brother. His brother. Yeah, Over. his brother help. His brother helps him. Let him go. Koji like rush into Kudo's place. Well, the, at the academy where he works, tells mm-hmm. him, "Hey, my dad, like my dad kidnapped her. Like, please help Mio." That was where that ended. Holy shit! So damn dark, dude. It's it so, is. It's not depressing. dark, gathering dark, but like dark, just like depressing. I look yeah. forward to knowing like I will be depressed after watching. All right, moving on. Bleach. You haven't seen the most recent episode. I did not see episode six. No. <sighs> Sorry, five. Sorry, five. Ah, God damn it. Uh, so you you take this. Ah. Yeah, we we get where we left off. We're like, hey, we know a way to get our Bankai back. Ah. You said that's where you left off, where they figured it well, out. Well, that, that was what we last talked about. That they figured it out. Yeah. I don't recall us talking about that. We did. I somehow don't recall. It, we we did, I promise you. With, um... We talked about one and two. We didn't talk about three and four. Did I do... I'm trying to see where I would have written a review. I don't think I wrote the review. I only wrote the review on five. I didn't write the review on. Yeah, five. but we can talk about it real quick. Basically, we put the way it left. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. I did. I got yeah. it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. Um, okay. So basically, like you said, we live. We leave off where uh, where Uohara gets in contact with uh, Kuroshiki and was like, like I figured out what we can do. So in episode three and four, basically, you find out that uh, they're poisoned by holification, right? Yeah. So you find out from the previous battle. Um, they get poisoned through holification. So he makes absorbable pills that basically makes a tiny piece of the soul holify, which therefore makes the bankai that they're using toxic to them. And then they're able to reclaim their bankai. So basically, Soifan, Hitsugaya, they both absorb the pills as well as all the other captains. But in particular, those two, because they're the ones in the midst of battle. Um, they're on the back foot. They're about to die. They, they absorb the pills and they regain the upper hand and they win their battles. Um so in the meantime, though, um, Sajin, Sajin does something. Well, he does it too, but Sajin does something a little bit differently. Sajin, as we see, I believe what episode two in particular is where he goes over to like the headmaster of the um, of the of the clan, the Wolf Clan, yeah. and was like, need to get powers. How do I get powers? We find out how he gets the powers. You have to cut your heart out and give it to the headmaster, basically, and he bestows yeah. on you the power. Um, I forget there's a name for it, but I forget. So basically you see that uh what's it called? They're on the back. Oh, let me back up. They're on the back foot, and then all of a sudden Yahweh basically it's technically Yuhabak. We keep saying Yahweh because it's easy. It's Yuhabak. Uh specifically I know. Yuhabak basically says, Um, I release you of your powers. So he allows the Quincy's to go like full OP as shit. So I don't. What do you know? The girl's name, the whore girl who likes to fucking kill. Hold on. Um, she's not listed here. Bambita. Yeah, uh, Bambita. Okay. Yeah. So she basically unleashes her power. She has the power of like reishi bombs. So they're pretty savage. So she basically takes out uh, Shinji with that power, right? And he's about to kill him. And then um, Shajin comes, saves Shinji, and uh, they take him away. And Sajin is wearing the bucket on his hat again, on his head again. And he's like, oh, that's interesting. He's wearing the bucket. He hasn't worn the bucket in a while. So he gets the bucket blown off, and he's a human. Yep. He's specifically a were- He's full werewolf at this stage. So basically, 
He's she he's fighting uh he's fighting what's her face? Bambita? Yeah, Bambita. Okay, so he's fighting Sajin's fighting Bambita and basically gets a hole blown in his fucking chest. You would think, oh, he's dead. Oh, wait, he doesn't have a heart. Because he doesn't have the heart, he basically has an immortal body in order to accomplish what he needs to accomplish in this process. Yeah. So he pulls out his Bankai. His Bankai also has no fur, no armor. It's just savage. And fucking kills, her, more or less, kills Bambita. Kills yeah. Bambita, right? Well, Bambita well, well, well he, he knocks, knocks her out, yeah. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And so he's like, all right, I'm determined to get revenge. I'm determined to get revenge. I'm going to walk to the, I'm going to walk to the palace. I'm going to kill Yehabak. I'm going to kill him. He collapses. His Bankai goes away. And he's like, no, I need this to last. I need, I need to kill Yehabak. And he starts turning into a full wolf. And we find out the price of that power is you lose your humanity. Yep. That was the price. Yeah. That's the price of the clan. That's the price of the clan. You lose your humanity as the, the clan leader eats his heart and he becomes a full wolf and collapses. His uh, lieutenant picks him up and takes him away. He's like, all right, you did your job. Thank you. And takes him away. And this is where Matt said, knocks him out instead of killing. It looks like everything's dead, right? Everything hits a guy, his guy dead. Uh, the guy. So was facing dead fucking uh bambita dead and then we see shadows open up and it's ishida and ishida takes the bodies of those three guys three people and whisks them away somewhere don't know don't know what happened all right and that's episode three episode four let me find the review okay meanwhile as we said not shinji genji my bad genji's wounded um, and then we also see a battle between Madarame, Shuhei, and uh, uh, Yunichika against, uh, what's it called? Superstar, the Stern Ritter S for Superstar. He's basically a wrestler. He's Okada. We're seeing Okada. Oh, God, yes. I, lo- I love this guy. Like, yes. <laughs> He's Okada and his uh, little sidekick, James, the fan. He's Ghetto. He's Ghetto, yes. Okada and Ghetto. You're right. And so we see basically three lieutenants with Bankai against Superstar. And they try to get the upper hand, and eventually they get their ass whooped. They're all down. And then all of a sudden, Ken's, uh, Kensei and Rose join the battle. And that's where you left off. Okay, and I can't tell you about what happens with that. The key, no, though, there's an after credit scene at the end of episode uh, four. Well, a lot of them have been after credits. I think I skipped three. I think I skipped yeah. the, What was the third? Yeah, uh, uh, it was, a, it was it's, it's basically Ichigo's training, but this one wasn't as much. It was like him starting the walk. That we see in four. No, yeah, he did the walk. No, so he did the walk in three, and then in four, he did like a, he was he went to another different room. Not a different room. Yeah, no, saw... one them, oh, one of them was Rukia, was it not? No. Okay, well, the after credit scene in episode four, I could I could basically break it down. The after credit scene in episode four is um, uh, Ichigo's getting close to the he's getting closer to the end goal, and all of a sudden, basically, ah, I, I remember what you said. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. No, that's this is where I'm getting to. Yeah, so Ichigo's, um, he's walking and he's starting to slow down and he's starting to feel pain. And we get the squad zero captain basically say like, the what the rain that's falling on Ichigo is the Soul King's power, and either he's gonna absorb the power and get that power, or he's gonna just blow up. The power is gonna be too much. He's gonna consume him. He's gonna blow into smith. And so he's about to blow into smithereens, and he takes one of his swords. His I guess one of his swords cuts through it. And he gets his power, 
he, I'm sorry, retains the power. He retains the power. He crosses the finish line and he's transported, as Matt said, to another room. And it's an old school Japanese room. And there's a geisha, unknown geisha, sitting on a throne. And he, Ichigo looks at the geisha and says, all right, what's next? Q. So far, this has been okay. This, this has been fine. Oh, next episode gets better. Yeah. Uh, so far, I like part one a little better because it was it was the it was the big build up. Because this one is just going to be it's going to be Ichigo and Ishida. You know, that's yeah. it, when we boil down to it. Basically, it's just power ups. We get cool fights, but we're wait, You know, we're, we're we're waiting for the main course, and it's going to be happening probably a little more than about almost half the season. Well, those, they can they can stretch it out to like five episodes. The next, well, no, it won't happen next episode. Next episode is the halfway point. Okay. Right? It's not happening in the next episode. Okay. The earliest it'll happen is episode seven. But I say it'll probably be like from seven to 12, like the fight or the outcome aftermath. Maybe. Yeah. Because there's no way that's going to be an episode two. I'll, I'll give you a slight spoiler without giving you a spoiler. Yeah. Next for episode five, Yuhabak isn't really there. Okay. Hence but, why. But, but Ishida is. Yeah, Ishida's there, and so is um the other guy. Um, uh, what's his dick? Hashwath. Okay. So the episode ends. Uh, next episode ends with Ishida and Hashwath having a conversation about why Yuhabak isn't. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that much. So it doesn't happen in episode five. It won't happen at episode six. Maybe at the end of it, you know, we'll get like a thing where he finally arrives. But yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think it'd be like seven, maybe eight, and I see the fight lasting almost the rest of the season. To the end of the, the season. Se- yeah. Except for the finale, yeah. Sure. But yeah, I, I can't wait for the fight, though. Likewise. All right, moving on. Kenshin. Uh, first off, real quick, uh, Yahiko is officially a student for Karu. That was in episode three. Mm-hmm. But uh, four and five, we're going to get to uh, the new guy, Sanosuke. I love this guy. Yeah, he's not bad. Oh, yeah, he yeah he's he's he was one of my favorites in the older ones too. But basically, uh, what all the, all the characters I'm gonna see now part of the original? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah. So Nosuke, he's uh talking to the people from the first episode. The I I don't know their names. The, the older gentleman and the uh big, the big guy. Uh, they're I don't think they. Let me see. Uh, no, they are not. Well, let me check. Uh, Kihei. I believe his name is Kihei. Just call him Oji-san and fucking Bakken. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I see them. Kihei and Gohei. I see their names now. I see what I see their picture. But yeah, Kihei and Gohei, they're talking, they're talking to him. Basically, take out Kenshin. And uh Sanosuke is someone that he wants to fight, he wants to challenge. He's not getting it. Right. But um, what you call it? They see he sees Kenshin and the crew at this restaurant after um after Cairo sold uh, some old stuff from the grandfather to make some money. Get, Take care of some of the debt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's a uh, Democrats. They're arguing. They're drinking. Fr- throws a cup. It's Kenshin the head. Mm-hmm. But we find out it's intentional because mm-hmm. so Kyra wouldn't get hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, Sonosuke, he sees this. He takes care of those Democrats and tells Genshin, hey, you want to spar? And Kenshin's like, no. Like, I'm not that type of guy. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, if you change your mind, I'll be over here. <laughs> mm-hmm. But eventually, it got to the point where I won't take no for an answer. So it got to the point where like, I have to do this, and he calls out the two. Uh, one of them had the old man had a gun, and he like grabs like, nope, we're not, we're not doing this. I'm, I'm fighting fair and square. You ain't butted in. Now, even they had no confidence in Sonosuke. So Kenshin, 
he reluctantly he agrees to the fight. They go to the river. Mm-hmm. And you see this giant ass sword. <laughs> yep. And like, holy shit. Uh what what I forgot, what did he call it? I don't think it's consequential at this. Well, yeah, basically he's gonna use this and catches like it's a big sword, you're not gonna be able to really wield that. He can, he fucking can. Yep. And Kenshin, yeah, he's able to get a few hits on him, and he endures it. Yeah, he is a tough motherfucker. He is one tough motherfucker. Yes. Yep. But eventually, it, it, they keep fighting. Kenshin, he wins. The other guys, he had another gun. He ain't pulled the strap out. He got the nope. strap out. Clack clack. Yep. But yeah, Sonosuke, he wanted to fight Kenshin because he thought he was Imperial. He's part of the group. Yep. But he finds out he's not. Yep. He's just someone that's just... He's a wanderer. He's a Roroni. That's it. Yep. Uh, eventually, they become friends. And as it ends, we see a new friend. Jine, Psychotic Samurai. I can't wait for this. He he, he was a fun fight in the original. Jine? He, yes. He's not included. Yeah, yeah. The only uh, people included on the, on the analyst section is Takani and Shinomori. Megami uh, are those yeah, two? You, yeah. Yeah, he's the one that brings out Kenshin's psycho side when they fight in the original. Ooh. Yes, he brought that out. <laughs> Ooh. So I can't wait. Well, hopefully. Well, you'll, you'll see Asa fight. You'll see old Kenshin. But no, these, these are good. I, I, I am liking this reboot. I've, I've been, I'm, I'm glad with, with the reboots we've been getting lately. Like, right, Fruits Baskets, Trigun, this. Mm. I, I can't compare the other one. So I, because I, I didn't see the original. This yeah. isn't bad though. This isn't no, bad. It's got a chance to be in the thirteen, for me. Well, it, it's gonna be great in October in the fall season. Even better, you mean? Well, say it's it's a continual course. So I'm gonna. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a split core. So we're not grading it till the next fall. season. Yes. Mm. Yeah, this gathering and jujutsu are all uh, yeah, are yeah, all yeah. next season. <laughs> well, I'm only at fucking nineteen, so that cuts out fucking. Yeah. That cuts out. Oh no, like, that's what that's what I said. This list. This you're not, list wait, you're not counting the OVAs, right? Uh, those are going to be for the end of the year. Okay, we're not counting yeah. them for the season. So that yeah, Tony Cower. Yeah, Tony Cower is being added to the end of the year. I'm on, bro. If you all right, so if I take, I'm all right. So I'm at 18 right now. Yeah. If I take out Tony Kawa, that's 17. Yeah. If we take out Jujitsu, uh, Kenshin, and I'd already drop Gathering. Yeah. Uh, they're yeah they're going to fall. Yes. So I'm all right. So one, two, 17, two, 15. I'm at 15. Yeah. I already know realist isn't gonna make it. Yeah. Wait, hold on. All right. So I'm at 18, 18 this season. Tony Kawa, gone. Kenshin gone. Gathering's already gone. Kaizen's gone. Yeah. I'm at 15. I know I'm not gonna put realist hero there. And yeah, that's basically. Yeah, basically it'll be easier. I, I, it's just, I, I, gonna, be, it's just gonna be the placements of them. Yeah, what's not for me? It's what's not gonna make it. The the one. What's the one anime that's not gonna make my list? Because yeah. everything else does. Right. Oh, man. But, that's, yeah. Say this one. This one makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, it does. I mean, shit. Truth be told, probably Misfit. It depends on how it finishes, but Misfit probably. As yeah, well. it has a chance. It has a chance to probably to yeah to actually improve. It's got a chance to improve. It's got a chance to stay the same, but you know, I don't know. Uh, Is it, honestly, if it stays the same, it won't make. It. Yeah. All right, we got three more. Uh, you said you're watching Zom. What would you think? It's fun. It is right. It is fun. Oh it my is god, so fun. so fun. I look forward to this show now. 
This is fun. Yes. I thought it was going to be like like Walking Dead type thing. No, the comedy way overrides the zombies. And the zombies are really stupid. Yeah, uh, okay, we got the fast zombies. We got slow zombies. We got twerking, farting zombies. The, yeah, the queefing. The queefing zombies. Queefing my fast. Queefing zombie. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, precepts of real quick. Uh, we got a new bu- we got a new guy, Kenshiro. Akira's old buddy from school and from well, from work. Because uh, Kenshiro's like, you know what? Oh, sorry. Ta- Akira's like, I should check up on my friends. See what's... See who's around. Yep. And, of course, um, no one's answering. Uh, eventually, uh, it's Kenshiro... It's got to be because they're yeah. all dead. Yeah, they're, they're either dead or just they're busy focusing on living or have a dead phone. We'll but uh, but yeah, Kenshiro, he woke up in a BDSM room. The zombie's tied up. No, he didn't wake up. He's been awake, basically. I'm oh, sorry, like... he's been awake. But yeah, he, he's locked in a room, in a BDSM room. With a zombie. Yep. That turned into... So I'm curious how... So that's got to be a clue, right? Because they're in a room together. He didn't get turned, but she did. She was... No, he, she was probably in there before he got in there. He probably ran in there and saw her like that. Probably another zombie got to her. Ah, yeah. Like he wasn't like he wasn't like just stuck in there as it happened. It's just he probably just okay. ran in there. Okay, okay, that makes yeah. Sense. Okay, that makes. Sense. But yeah, uh, Kenshiro calls Akira. Uh, so I'll be like, "Hey, uh, yeah, I'm around. How you doing?" Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Oh, let's, let's meet up. Like, I'm gonna go find you. Tell me right. where you're at." I'm in Shibuya. Yeah, Got it. Oh, well, I'm going. Um, he grabs he grabs the motorcycles. Yep, and he drives there. Uh, Kenshiro, he. So yeah, Akira eventually finds him in one of the rooms. Like they're up on the, he, they're run to the room. Distraction to get the zombies away. Yeah, yeah. He uses uh, like a car bomb, horn. like a car yeah, horn. A, yeah, car horn. Use that. Blows it's up. On fire. The car's on fire. Uses the car horn. Eventually, the car blows up. Kills a bunch yep. of zombies in the interim. Yep. Well, Akira clear the room. The BDS. Yep. Room. Clear the room. Uh, Akira goes to be a Kenshiro. Uh, basically reunited. Be like catching up. But they run to the roof. The zombies are coming. They lock it up. Because he yelled like an idiot. Yep. And he's like, he's like, hey, uh, come with me. And then Kend- Kendra's like, I don't want to live anymore. There's nothing left for me. This is after Akira jumped over. He jumped over the street from one building to the other building. Yep. And he's like, dude, just jump it. You got this. You're better. You're more athletic than me. And I did it. It's like, like don't you want to live? Don't you have dreams? Like, come join me. So he so he starts running, strips naked. No, no, no. He doesn't trip naked. So he first he's like, I want to be a comedian. Then be a comedian. Come on. So he's like, all right. So he fucking runs, 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 runs. And in the middle of running, he gets butt fucking. Yeah, I say he's stripping. He's stripping naked. You see his crotch. It's dangling. He's like, he almost didn't make it. And he barely makes it. Akira Holt lifts him up. And he scraped his nuts. That nah, was funny. I was like, oh, no. I've been there, bro. You ever try to sit crisscross applesauce and your heel crushes your fucking balls? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. that hurts, yeah. It does hurt. Yes, sir. But yeah, uh, they're, like, they're like naked on the roof, drinking, eating, having a grand old time. Then we get to the current one. Now They cross off camping out at the buckler because they're camping on top of the roof. He's playing video games while he's cooking. And uh, Kenshiro talks about Kira, like, oh, like, should I, can I fill out stuff on this too? Because you only let down 33 things. So, yeah, I want, I want to fill out some stuff. It's my list. Now it's our list. Yeah. But, yeah, he warms up to it later on. But, so, wait, wait, can you talk about the girl. Uh, the new, 
we we did what I was doing the first impressions. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, the catcher was talking about here, like how could it get like I can get I can get a date today. And of course, you get the twerking quivin' zombie. Yep. And he's like, "Good luck with that, pal." He's like, "What do you want to do? I want to play on a big screen TV." Well, let's go find us. <laughs> Just so, the beer, big screen TV. Yo, they're happy. Like they're happy. They're living this happy, crazy, cozy life. But um, they're driving around with the motorcycle. They get to like uh, what, like a railroad area, like a, or a shopping center. Yeah. They got. They see zombies, and they see three people. I'm oh, sorry, four people. Yeah. Uh, Yukari, Maki, Reka, and the male Unknown. passenger. He's just I a guy. That's yeah, I, I, yeah, he probably has it. And they're all flight attendants. And they're like, wait. That was a thing. Like, okay, yeah, a flight attendant. Wine and dine a flight attendant. Yeah, so they're so they're so they're all trying to hang out, they're drinking. Akira decides to shotgun a bottle of tequila with his nose. Yeah, but before that though, he's asked Yukari, so uh you have a boyfriend? And it's and one of them's like, Really? You're asking this now? And of course, you know, fucking uh, Kenshiro, he hooks up with one of them. Yeah, he gets her drunk enough, spits his moves, game. They go up to the mattress department, smash. Yep, and um, Ma's going on. Akira is vomiting. Yukari comforts him while yep. Reika is drinking her ass. Yep, and they had her legs spread. The, the male turns into a zombie. Because he got bit in the leg and didn't tell nobody. Yeah, and he ate her out. <laughs> he ate her snatch and turned her into a zombie. Yeah. So uh, Kenshiro hears uh, screaming. What's going on? He sees that uh, Reika's a zombie. Mm-hmm. And bites Maki. Rip. Yeah, so what's going on? I love the thing. Like, oh, who cares? Can we go again? Savage. Yeah. Like, uh, might as well get your money's worth. Yeah, Creamer. What's going on? Cream pie Akira that and Yukari, they're talking about dreams. Everything like why did you do what you want to do, and I care kind of came to the realization like him being a produ- agent in the production studio wasn't really a dream dream. Yeah, it was just something to have. And Yukari is like, you know, at the end of the day, like I struggle with my job, and but, you know, like I. But what I but she's like this. This is what I wanted. This is what I wanted. Like this is my dream. Thank you yeah. for helping me realize my dream. And but, then um, the guy zombie comes down, pounces her. And gives her the biggest hickey ever. Yeah, and now, yeah, all the girls have been... Uh, this is where Akira, he, like, came to that realization of shit is serious. Yeah. It's not like, fun and games just, anymore. This girl just comforted, like, confided in me about her dreams and how she wants to see her boyfriend again. And now it's gone. And now she's never going to see her boyfriend again. Yeah, and now... Uh, the only thing that would make it better is if he meets her boyfriend later. Probably. Uh, but yeah, uh, then Catcher's like, I got the TV! <laughs> and pussy! Yes, I got laid and I got the TV. Let's go! Let's get out of here. We got what we needed. And they get on their fucking bike and haul ass. Yep, they're back on the top of the roof. He's playing his game again. He's like reflecting on everything that happened. And he dies in the game. He's like, continue or not. Yep. Very fun. Super fun. There was a one-week hiatus, by the way, guys. It comes back this weekend. A Tiny Senpai, we forgot to mention as well. It's been delayed multiple times already. This is the second time, yeah. The second time that it's been delayed. That'll come back the following week. Comes out the same day as the uh, episode Misfit. 7 of Misfit. All right, Komain. Mushoko Tensei. Man. Yeah. Where uh, do we begin? 
Uh, okay. Um, first off, uh, Dato from Rudis and Sarah, because mm. we got Sarah needed new equipment, like a knife and all this, and wants Rudis to come with him. Like a thank you for saving me. Did we? We I don't think we talked about. We talked about the first two. Did we? Yeah, we did. A lot of first impressions. We talked about the first. Okay. I feel like we only talked about episode zero, but that no, no. Uh, actually, we didn't. We covered zero briefly, but we talked about one and two. Ah, okay. fair enough. Yeah, but yeah, um, we had a date though. They're doing equipment. Everyone's going well. It's going great. They go to a bar, and they're drinking. Rudis is like, "Is this actually going to happen?" Sarah's like, "Yeah, let's make it happen." But I first, he's like, "I should." I he's like, "I should probably get going." And Sarah's like, "No, no, no. Let's keep drinking in your." Yep, so he takes her to the room. She's sitting on the bed. Strips her. They're again undressed. Yep. He has her pinned down. Yep. As he's like, he's mounted her, he's about to do it. He he already sucked on titties. He felt pussy. It's nice and warm. He's he's copping a feel. He's getting her her warmed up. He's about to stick it in, but not hard. Not gummy. Oh, and he's like, what the fuck? What's going on? Yep. And it got to the point where Sarah just got up. He's like, you know what? I really didn't want to do this. He's like, he's like looking pathetic. He's like, huh? Yeah. But you'd be like, nope, I only want to do this because that's a fake gift for saving me. That's it. Nothing else. I'm not attracted to you. None of that shit. So it's not happening. Forget I said anything. This was enough. Goodbye. And But she's disappointed. Yeah, she is very disappointed, and he is as well. So now he's just sulking. He's, like, drinking at the bar again. Shit-faced. Yep, and uh, what's his face? Uh, Soldat, right? Soldat. Yep, he goes to him. He's like, hey, what, why, why are you gloomy? What? Like, he's, like, teasing him a bit. Now he's Fuck like, you! Yeah, he, he, like, got, guess now he punches him. Beats like, this shit out of Like, you don't know what I've been through and all this shit. How dare you? Yeah, he let it all out. And but he's crying. He emotionally, they like, he emotionally jizzed all over Sold Out. Yeah, and then they're like, okay, that, that's enough. That's enough. Break it up. Calm down. Come Sold that actually warmed up to so like, oh shit, now I know you. Yeah. Here, you know what? And then he talks about his situation with the ED. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna help you. You beat the shit out of me, but I'm gonna help you. And they go to a whorehouse. Yeah, they go to a brothel. Uh he sees a redheaded girl, looks like Eris. Of course. Yeah, but um, he talks about oh yeah, oh yeah, you saved uh my little sister like a couple couple of days or weeks ago that we had covered briefly about it. Yep. Yep. It's like uh, it's like so. Yeah. I, let me repay you. Let's figure out what's going on. And fortunately, two hours pass. Yeah, tried everything. Basically, he's afraid of women. It's like an emotional, psychological thing. Fucking Aries. So, yep. So he ruined confidence. Everything. Yep. But so sold that walks Rudis home. No, as, no, no. he's gonna get shit faced more. Yeah, then, I say, but, but I said I said they're, they're, he was drunk enough, but and then they get even more drunk. Yeah, they get even more drunk. He's taking Rudis home, and as they stopped, he's like, you know what? I, I don't care about Sarah. It was I was just babysitted. She's nothing, she's ugly. She's not the body of a child. Yep, and so, so like, that's like eyes wide like, open. No, 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 like like what? Yeah, Sarah and the leader of that group heard this. Suzanne, yeah. It. Sarah and Suzanne, they heard this. All of it. Sarah got up, slapped him. Never and, Yep, and the don't... Suzanne was like, that's... Disappointed you. Went, you. you went too far. And dude. he fell down to his knees. 
He grabbed the knife and what she killed. She dropped the knife that he bought her. Yeah. And took it. And he was going to kill himself. And so that's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Pussy is not worth it, dude. But that's the thing. It's not that. It's not that. It's he has nobody. Eris left him. Like he has, you feel like he has like no purpose despite trying to look for his mom. And it's just, holy shit. So, so that's like, you know what? Why don't you come with us for a while? I like you. You like me. Let's make some money and fuck some whores. Yep. So yeah, we're we're going to the next town over. You can do what you gotta do. We'll get your name out there. Looking for your mom. Yep. But we're gonna go here. Next episode of they're in a mission of fighting a dragon. Uh, this giant dragon too. Like this red dragon. We find out and, it's almost dead. But regardless, yeah, but, but Rudy dragon. still solos it. He solos a dragon. Also, it's been it's been about a couple of years too. By the way. Yes, and he's buffer. Yep, buffer. Also, I'm gonna talk about this real quick. I'm gonna talk about this real quick because um the light novel covered this, but the anime did not. Oh Sarah does think about Rudy again, like she wanted to apologize, but yeah, like she actually felt legit bad. Like she wanted to hear him out. She wanted to apologize to him in person. And never get the chance to. Nope. Ever. Nope. I was like, oh man, they cut that out. They cut that little thing for her. Like, damn. <laughs> Man, he could have just had a string of fucking virgins. Sarah was probably a virgin. Eris was a virgin. Yeah. The selfie at some point. Yeah. But um, <laughs> he's a virgin. But, uh, let's, let's move on though. Um, uh, dragons defeated. His cousin. Fellow... <laughs> you son of a bitch! I hate you. Yeah. Bro. Uh, but yeah, what you call it? Uh, Rudus is uh at their their celebrate their their party, and he's really not. He's by himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bards are like, oh, let's, let's talk about, let's say about the legend. Like, ah, oh, shut the fuck up. The quagmire. Yeah, the quagmire. But who comes in? <laughs> yes, who comes into the bar? Whore number Eliadis. Eliadis. The whore of whore. Yeah. And she sees Rudis. She goes up to him. She talks to him. She talks about, oh, yeah, I know you. You're. Roxy's a mentor, right? You know Roxy? Like, yeah. Yeah, like. It's like what happened? Like, oh, um, Roxy's actually looking for your mom. Like, actually, that's why I'm here. Yeah, they found your mom at this continent. Yeah, she's living a peaceful life. Like she's in the labyrinth. I was like, <laughs> like well, you'll you'll see. But oh, I'll see. Yeah, you'll see. But is that like she's like gonna die? Like she? No, no, no. Sexual? No. no. Rape? No. Oh no. No. But anyway, but. No, like, oh, yeah. Oh, now I got to dig further. It, so she is in the labyrinth, for sure. She's alive, yes. Um, Roxy is with her? She's looking. She's she's heading there. She's heading there. Okay, Roxy knows her location. Yes, she's on her way there. On her way there. Yes. She mentioned that she's living a peaceful life as an adventurer in the labyrinth. Yes. But she's not having a peaceful life. Yes and no. Oh, boy. Yeah, okay. but um, what you call it? And Rudy's like, "Well, I can go there now." Like, oh yeah, sure, but it's a year hike from here. Yeah, so I say, "So don't worry about it." I'm sure. Sh- hell, I'm even sure your father's on the way. By the way, she does not like Paul. No, <laughs> not at all. Yep, of all the people she fucked, and apparently Paul is the best fuck for anybody. <laughs> apparently, so something happened there. But um, what you call it? Rudy gets an uh, invitation to the Magic Academy, and he's like, "Do I want to do?" It? He's and like, "You know what? No, I'm fighting my mom." No, he legitimately weighs it out. He's like, "Well, my magic's gotten stagnant. 
I know where my mom is. But but he like but he's like I should go to mom. Yeah. But I uh, said so before that though, El- uh, Eliana says fucking sold that a lot, <laughs> and Rudis hears all the fucking. No, no, not just sold that. He she fucks half the party. Yeah, she and he hears it all. He hears it all. He has this disgruntled face in the bed. Like, I want to fuck her, but I can't. (laughs) And he's like, oh, will I get hard from listening? Nope, not hard. Poor boy. And he's like, "Uh, how is it? Oh, she's great. She's the best ever. This envious face. I wish I could. But what'd you call it? Um, We go to Rudy's uh, subconscious, and there's the faceless god. He's like, hey, it's been a while. How you doing? By the way, whatever you're thinking, don't do that. There's a way for you to get your pee pee big. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. The way you did that. Like, what? Like, oh, go to the school and learn about that teleportation. Do that, you get your erection. That's your Viagra. And he's like, you. Teleportation will get you an erection. Yeah. It's like, you. Viagra needs to, uh, Blue Chew needs to put that on yes. the fucking show. We need yeah. Blue Chew as a sponsor. This would have been a wonderful segue. Mushoku yeah. Tensei. Rudy, you've been through a lot. You have ED. It's because that world doesn't have Blue Chew. Yeah, and Blue Chew is a hot tag for your winner, as I said. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but yeah, like, oh yeah, l- learn about this. You'll get your confidence. You'll get your erection. I was like, well, well, mom, mom can wait. She's fine. Let's do this. <laughs> so he tells so, so that he's going. He's going to the academy, and Elianus is joins her there. Yes. So the adventure begins. Like, Why are you joining me? And she's like, oh, like, I have a thing for I've me. grown a taste for men your age. Okay. And he t- yeah, and it, yeah, well, he's 17. But they're legal. Yeah, they're legal. They're legal at 13. Right, but I'm saying this, he's 17, but yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. I thought yeah. it was like, still like, I think well, it was yeah, like, two, two years past, so. I thought it was 16. 16, 17. Okay. Well, he's been there for months, too, after that, too. Mm. But yeah, they're, and who knows how long the travel is, the walk-in. But anyway, he goes to. They arrive at the academy. We get our first OP sequence ever. Yes. I liked it. I like it, but I like I just like, I like the music I in the background. I agree with your point. I agree with your point. But it's like, oh man, if it, 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 like it fits, but it does because you know, it narrates. But, they normally do slow scenes where you see them walking. You see like the the world, like the world building unfolding before you. The town scenes. The, the forest scenes, whatever the case would be. Yeah, or anything. Just, just let the music tell the story. They have set the emotion, set the mood. Yes. Uh, but I do like, visually, I do like it, though. I do like how they did it. And they kept, and they kept the same song, so I like that. Yes. Especially with the, the stairs, the, like, all the lighting up of it. Like, that's beautiful. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's nice. It's appealing. But they arrive at the Academy. Rudy's looking around. He uh, talks to the, one of the directors. Like, oh, yeah, um... He's like, oh yeah, can you look? Can you do cures? Like, you mean like, oh, so you're doing this for yourself? Like, oh, for someone else? That's a noble cause. It has like, no, it's to get my dick thing, but well, yeah, for real, right? I'm trying to yeah. fuck you, brother. Like, but like, anyway, I heard you could do incantations, like without incantations, you can do spells. So we're gonna test you. And who does he go against? Fitz, Sylphie, aka Fitz. Yep, Fitz the Silent, aka Sylphie. Yep, and yeah. he's still going by. He has his disguise, so 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 Sylphie recognizes him, but Rudy doesn't because he hasn't seen her with the white hair or so the glasses. Yeah, or the glasses. Can't see her face. Yep. So he, he introduces himself, and of course Rudy wins rather quick. He predicted her move with her demon eye that he that he got demon eye, and he uses a uh, magic canceling spell. 
Yep. And just knocks the wand out, hits her with the one of the pebbles. And he feels bad. He's like, oh my God, this poor guy. I didn't mean to embarrass him. And yeah, and yeah, he said to himself, but he said a lot, like you didn't like you were going easy on me because I was new, right? Right. Yeah. And he's like, oh, like, well, I'll I'll return the favor to you. Like, he's a good guy. He is. Good fellow. Yeah, good fellow, pal. But uh, with a vagina. <clears throat> yep. But uh, what you call it? Um uh the person Sylvie's garden, he's doing a speech for the school. And well, first um he's he explores the school, meets people, yep, goes to the library. Yeah, he wants to get info on the teleportation. Oh God! Because he 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 he's getting right at it. like I need this now. I need this now, Dennis. Yep. Eventually, he sees Sylvie there with the books. He's like, "Oh shit! Like, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't meet up with you. Didn't make it up to you." Yep. And but Sylvie like holds no grudge. Like, you're fine. Yeah. He's like, "Why are you here?" And she's like, "He's like, oh, I'm here to study the the deportation. I'm sorry, uh, um, teleportation." And, and he tells Sylvie like, "Oh yeah, I'm looking for a friend." Yeah. Her. But it's Sylvie. Yeah. But that's why I'm here. Like I, my fa- like I, I saw my family. They're okay, but now I gotta look for my friend because I take her home. Yeah. And, and we, and we always said we how we would want to be here together. Yeah. That's why. That's another reason why we left because he wanted. Yeah, to be yeah, here. yeah. I remember the, the the promise. Yeah. But Sylvia, so she goes. She takes her leave. Oh yeah. By the way, uh, check this book over here. Like look for that book. It'll help you out. It's, make it's it a first hand account, but it's really well detailed. You might learn something. Yes. Man, so, that's a good, he's a good guy. Yep. <laughs> but um, then he goes to his first class, and who does he see? Pervert Herbert Coon. <laughs> yep, he's like he's like tackles like his like master, <laughs> and he's tall and grown up. He looks yeah, less dorky but still dorky. Yep. So he's like, 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 let me down and all this. Like, stop, calm down. Creeping me out. Yep. But he's like, they're talking a bit like catching up. Yep. Like, oh yeah, his brother's here too, but. Yep. Somewhere else. Yep. And then he meets the gang. He meets uh, Rinia, one of the gray cats from that tribe he met in the previous. He's going to fuck them too. No. No? No. Are you joking with me? Just not spoil it? It's pee-pee. No, but I'm saying when he fixes it, he's going to fuck them too, right? That's on you. Okay. There's hope. Uh, sure. And There's then, hope. But yeah, meets the cat girl and then the puppy, the beast girl, uh, Prasanna. Yeah. He's just eating food. Eating like, a she whole likes pocket. eating meat. Oh, I'm sure she does like eating meat. There's somebody else that does too. And then uh, there was another. There was another boy there, uh, Cliff, child prodigy. He knows all these intermediate magic spells. He's learned advanced barrier. Yep. Like he's like he's learned all this shit. Then Rudy's like oh, this is cocky's one of. But he's not ready for what's next. And uh, he mentions Eris. Yeah. Is it what you met her? Yeah. And sure. you see his face, his face kind of gets serious. Yeah, like, oh, you know, somebody was with this guy, small pee pee. Oh, God. Basically, make him feel like shit, but. For real. Oh, but, um, but yeah, they're outside, uh, Rudy and Sonoba. They're outside, they're talking, they're laughing. Yep. And there's this guy that goes up to him, and he has two girls around his arm. Yep. He's like, you motherfucker, you don't know me, do you? Nope. Luke noticed Gray Rats. He was the, the dick Gray Rat. Uh, from season one, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, he was the asshole. Like, yeah, of course you don't remember me and all this. Yeah, I'm beneath you, bitch. Bitch. Yep, pretty much. And yeah, he walks away the two bitches. Like, you got no pee-pee. <laughs> you got no pee-pee. I got all the pee-pee right now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, yeah, like he's walking around. He's is this going to be the running joke? The, all, all the ED? Oh, yeah. 
it's gonna be the running joke until he gets laid. Yeah, filthy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The memes are coming. But oh god. But uh, yeah, Rudy. He's like walking down. He's walking down this down the street. Yeah. He's the window open. Yeah. As nothing falls from the sky. And it's it white snow. It's Pantsu. It's Pantsu. Yeah. I, all... I thought somebody broke into his thing and like threw Roxy's Pantsu at him. No, no. He has a thing locked in. And I was like, no, they know his secret. No, no, no. But uh, what's it called? Grabs it. Girl's like, oh, where you got this? The lady's Pantsu. You panty thief. And of course, all the women run out. This this giant it's one. Coriarda, this gorilla looking one. Just grabs him by the arm, like, no, you're coming with me, motherfucker. And then Sylphie's like, wait. I thought it was gonna be like a Peter Gross scenario. He's gonna take he's gonna take her and try and fuck her. But no, uh, Sylphie goes like, wait, like that's my fault. It fell out while I was hanging up her laundry. Yep. The princess just caught it. He tried he was trying to call out to me. Yep. It's like, no, like, oh, it, well, well, I don't care. I had to teach him a lesson. It's like for what? He did nothing. He does not know this is a girl's only walkway. No, he doesn't know anything. Like it's like it's his literal first day. Yep. And then he's like, "Well, I still have to make examples." And Sylvie's like, "Yeah, yeah. You do. You, all you girls want to go to the infirmary? We can make that happen." Yeah. And she's like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. Then Sylvie and Rudy they're talking. He heal. She heals him. Yeah, she heals him. Hey, guys, can we call him they for now? I say it was just I just, I just do selfie. You just do selfie still? Okay. You go to selfie. They're hanging out. They're talking, and then he's like, "Why are you nice to me and all this?" Not telling. Yep. So we got to the like, ah. And he's still oblivious. Yep. I thought you know there was that moment they looked at each other and I thought he was like one of them was going to take the glasses off and then all would be revealed. Yeah. Not quite. Not yet. But I'm I'm like I like this our great start to the new arc. It's so cringe seeing him not be able to get his dick up. It's cringe. But no, it makes for no. great jokes, but cringe. Yeah, but no, it is definitely picked up. So I'm happy for that. Anyway, main event. Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh boy. We yeah, the hidden inventory arc is now over. And for the next three weeks, we won't get anything. Thank God. So we'll get to it quick. Uh the first episode three, it's basically Toji versus Go first Gojo. And it's a great fight. Well, you got to build it up. Let me build it up. Oh, Let me fucking build you. So episode three, they go to try and rescue the maid. And they do that with relative ease. Turn comes to find out she's in Okinawa. Yep. Oh, well, they're in Okinawa. Let's beach day. So they go to the beach day and everything is all going swimmingly. And there's a caveat to that, though. Gato looks at, um, at, at, at Gojo and is like, hey, you haven't slept. And you haven't released your power, you should probably do both. And he's, he's like, nah, like it's good. I got this. So he basically stands watch 24-7 for the next like 48 hours. So he's up for 72 hours straight without releasing his powers and without sleeping. So all's well that ends well. We get our first picture of Nanami, and uh we get his uh his partner, um Haibara. Yeah, you Haibara. Haibara. Yeah, we get Haibara and Nanami, and they're freshmen, they're brand new first years and that comes into play later and so <clears throat> what's it called they finally get back to jujitsu high it's time they're in the barrier all is well and then we get toji stabbing gojo in the heart yep and while it's going on uh seto ghetto is taking 
Rico to where they gotta go. And the maid. Yep. They go. Yep. They, they go. So it's Gojo yep. versus Toji. As Matt said, great fantastic, fantastic battle. Toji is a tough son of a bitch. He is. He and he has and he has like no curse abilities like them, just nope. He just can he knows curse spirits. That's it. But he has no curse power. Yep, and he knows how to overpower them. Although um, we find out later he does have curse power, and there's a caveat to that piece. Yeah, we'll get to that. But what you call it? Uh where they fight it, um, he he says Gojo in the throat. Yep. And He's Gojo's down. Yep. He's like he's dead. Yep. While's going on, uh, the maid. Oh, not only sliced him in the throat, he stabbed him in the throat, and yeah. then went down across yeah, his to, like, body. Okay. So he like, basically fucking like disemboweled Gojo. Yep. So he's out. He's unconscious. It's like he's dead. Yep. Rip. Um, the maid sees Rico and Ghetto go forward. Yep. They're talking. Bye. Ghetto's like, "You're here." I was gonna, but. You don't have to, because being Gojo, yeah, we're strong enough. We can handle whatever. Yeah, like fuck these guys. Yeah, like, you. We even talked about. It. We both agreed. We want you to live a life. We want you to choose. What yep. do you want? Yeah. If you want this, I won't stop you. But if you want to go, we'll leave together. Let's go. And she's like, I want to go. I want to go home. Live a full and life. As life. she was, as they're about to embrace each other, Strap. gunshot, <laughs> gunshot. Uh, Toji's like. All right, good. It's done. Job's done. You can go home now, kid. Yeah. And goes like, so where's Goja? Oh. He's dead. I killed him. I, he's like, I see. Die. <laughs> yep. And then so we got an even better battle, in my yep. opinion. Yeah, we got next. Yeah, we get to, yeah, it's the next part. Yeah. They're fighting around. Like, they're not wasting any time. None. Ghetto just uses Yeah. Ghetto's like, got all his curse powers out, trying to get to him. Toji's just a badass. He's just fighting around. He's ex- he's doing the typical villain thing where he's explaining all of his powers. We find out that basically, uh, no, well actually, never mind. We find that out later. Anyway, no, yeah. but he's explaining all his powers and whatnot. They have another battle, absolutely incredible. They free fall down the fucking down yes. tree. Free fall. Gato thinks he has the advantage. Nope, he don't have the advantage. Told you, and- double cuts him. And, and he's, he's incapacitated. And he's like, listen, I didn't kill you because Lord knows what happens. If, what happens if I do kill you? So just stay there and capacity. Yeah. And then he goes back to his employers, talks about it's all done. Brings the body. Yep. Like he's dead. He is. Rico, Rico's dead. Rico's dead. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. So like, oh yeah, here you go, guys. I'm gonna go do my thing. I'm out of here. Yep. Cool. Send the pain. As he's leaving, oh. as he's leaving, who's there? Gojo. Yep. He's like, he has a psychotic smile on his face. Oh, he's, he's, he's he's done. He's He's high on life. Like he feels a lot. He he feels about his powers and all this because he mastered. Remember at the very beginning in episode one where he's like, "I can't master the reverse curse technique." And yeah, uh, he, yeah, he only knows this knows red and blue. And, and homegirl was like, "Oh, you have to do this, then you do this, and you get this." And he's like, "I don't get it." And he's like, "It took me to the brink of death to figure it out, but I did it." Your mistake was not chopping my head off when you had the chance. Savage line. Yep. Savage. And line. of course, Toji, Toji's like ready to go. Like, all right, well, I'll kill you again. <laughs> yep. He, he's trying to do his abilities. Like, okay, I know what the red does. I know what the blue does. Yep. But eventually. And you, you got to explain it. You got to explain it. Red is expel. Yeah. Blue is pull. Think of it like Naruto. Yeah. Shinda Tensei, right? Is pull, right? 
no, yep. Shin, sorry, sorry, Shin the Sensei is, is Expel. Um, and then there, ah, oh, what's the other one? Ah, oh, Rene, Rene Tensei. Rena Tensei is the, the gravitational yep. pull. It's Shin the right. Tensei. So think of it that way. So red is out, blue is in. With our powers combined, we get purple. Our background, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. And he does it. It's Toji. He's right. out. Yeah, he blew he blew his side out. His spleen, kidney, gone, arm, gone. He's bleeding out profuse. Gojo's like, any last words? Hey, so I was like, not for me. Like, but my son, Megami, he's getting um basically sold off to by the way, he's, we this the part where he's as he's leaving before he sees Gojo, he's like, Oh, that's a, a, a cruel twist of fate. And he's like, Oh, fate, Megumi. That's my son. That's my son's name. Yeah. yeah, that's why I named him. Okay. Yeah. Worst dad. No, second worst dad behind fucking uh Miho, Mio's dad. Yeah. Of the season. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, um, my son's getting uh, traded to this family. Does any do that do with that information as you will. And he, he dies. Standing yeah. up vertically, stiff as a board, dies. Um, Ghetto, he wakes up. He's healed up. Yep. And he sees Gojo with... Yep. And they're just walking out. And Gojo is like, you want to kill him? But he's Gato's like, like we, should, no, we don't need to. It's unnecessary. There's no purpose to it. Is there not a purpose? Get, uh, Gojo replies, there's no meaning to it. Okay. And they let him live. That matters. Yeah, that matters. Episode five kicks off, and it's the aftermath, basically. And you yep. see Gojo now knows his powers. Yeah, figured out how to perpetually have limitless on at all times with zero effort. Um, he's got red and blue down. He's got purple down. He's like the only thing I need to figure out is domain expansion and how to put limitless with my domain expansion. That's it. Yeah, he's, he's, and then he'll be the most broken character ever. He is. Meanwhile, though, Gato is withering away he mm-hmm. he he starts describing it he's like gojo's so powerful he goes out on his own our other classmate she does nothing so then i'm on my own and it just my with my powers it's constant uh exercise uh absorb size absorb exercise absorb and so you start to feel the weight of everything going down and so he takes a shower he's contemplating everything he's just spiraling down spiraling down and yep. he meets a special grade sorcerer after... Actually, let me back up. He speaks to Hibara. And Hibara is like, hey, I'm going on my mission with, with Nanami tomorrow to a really far distance. Do you want uh, sweets or, or salty for your for your reward, for your uh, souvenir? And he's like, oh, Gojo probably wants some. Give me, give me sweet. Okay, no problem. And he heads out, basically, and we meet the special grade sorcerer who has issues with jujitsu uh, politics doesn't take any requests from them. She's just a lone wolf. She spends a lot of time overseas. Yuki. And Yuki proceeds to start telling Gato a story of how her research, because in essence, she's just a traveling research person. She's like, my ultimate objective of life is to make sure that there's no cursed powers. There's two ways to accomplish that. You can kill everything that's curse-related, or you can train the curses you could train humans because curses come from humans as you know curses are developed from negative human emotions that fester up over time and become an embodiment of that negativity right gato takes it a step further and he goes or you can kill everybody that's not a jujitsu sorcerer 
She replies, that could work too. The end. He goes, takes that advice. Oh, sorry. One more piece, small piece. Although that's probably the end. One more small piece. The next day, uh, he gets called in. Nanami is grieving. Haibara got killed in that mission. Yep. Got fucked up by a curse. They sent Gojo out to fucking do it because basically they're their first years, but they're like third grade sorcerers, like all first years are. Come yeah. to find out that curse was a second grade curse. So it was beyond their limits. Yep. So they send Gojo out to exercise the, the, the curse. Nanami is left grieving. This is the instance that Nanami basically uses to quit jujitsu sorcery and go to be a salary man. Yep. And this is the final straw that broke the camel's back with Gato because he realizes as he sees Nanami grieving, he's like, if my life as a sorcerer is just going to just continue on the way it is, and the only thing to show for it is the bodies of my comrades and my classmates, why am I even a jujitsu sorcerer anymore? Yep. And so he proceeds to go to a village and he sees a couple special girls there that have cursed power being persecuted by the humans for having cursed power. And so he takes the entire village of 112 people in this remote mountainous area, slaughters them all. He goes back home, slaughters his parents. Jujitsu High gets a, a, a gets wind of it, figures out all the circumstantial evidence, figures out it's Gato. They sentence him so, to death. Gato is expelled from the school. And Gojo looks for him, tries to confront him. Yep, yep. And he's like, basically, he's where Gato just declared war on him like are you the strongest because of who you are or mm-hmm. does what you have make you strong <laughs> mm-hmm. and he doesn't give him an answer yep and he's like you can pursue me if you can but gojo can't do it can't kill him yep this is not, best friend. Then, at least. not then at least also he meets uh, a young megami he does meet a young megami yep and, and he's, he's like, like oh you you look like your father's yeah he's like i don't give a fuck i haven't seen my father in years and he gojo's like are you sure you're a first grader kid Yep. And he's like, well, come with me. And he's like, well, uh, he's like, if, he's like, do you want to go to the Zenin clan? Or do you want to come with me? And he's like, if I go to the Zenin clan, will like his, I guess his guardian, will she um, get protection? He's like, no, zero, none. I can assure you she will be fucked in life. And he's like, meh. And he goes on. And that's how we get the story of Megami. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we flash forward. I think, no, there's one piece that we're missing. I thought that was it. Mm, oh, we see at the end, basically, Gato, he goes back to the cult that he went over and he tells them like, okay, you guys are all monkeys. You all work for me now. And they're like, Oh, boo, who fucked this guy? What do you mean? So he's like, Hey, you, yeah, you important donor, come up here, come up here and tell me you don't want to support me. Slaughters in front of everybody. He's like, yeah. all right, I'm not going to repeat myself again. Yeah, you any questions? Dirty monkeys. Any questions? And that's the birth yeah. of him and his money and stuff. And then, yeah, we get the scene with Megami. And then it was all a dream, Matt. No, no, he was reminiscing it. It was all a dream. But no, he, he woke up from like remembered everything that happened. Yuji, Nobara, yeah, yep. I mean they're all there. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, just you know, remembering an old friend. Yep. And, and it's twelve days before the uh, Shibuya incident. Yep, we're gonna get that soon. Can't wait. Close good uh, good good five episode arc. Hell yeah, there's five stars mm-hmm. for the arc alone. Closing thoughts. Good seasons, good seasons. Like I said, my happy marriage and reign of seven spell blades are my surprises of the season. Rag is the best season ever. Gene of AI is a pleasant surprise. I mean, but I mean, dude, I mean, the top three so far Bleach, Mashoku, Kaizen, in no particular order. Yeah, well, 
guys, uh, again, no Jujutsu Kaisen till the end of October. Mm-hmm. Sorry, at the end of August. Mm-hmm. We'll get mm-hmm. the Shubi and it'll cover the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll come back. We'll talk about more Tony Kawa. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are basically going to be at the halfway point next recording already. Yep, I will get a top five from you in no particular order. Matt, I do want that next week. Yep, I will get it next week. I'll see where everything stands fully. And by the way, as a, as a heads up, guys, we did this early because we really had the podcast itch. We don't really know quite yet, depending on my schedule. Our, mostly. Our, our, we, don't know our, we don't know where our schedule is going to be for a few weeks. Yeah, because you know we're up in the air. I'm busy. Um, I Especially if we if we if we find a free time, if we have feel like we have enough shows to cover an episode, we will do it. Basically, yeah, so but we will be back next week for sure. Yes, we're back, baby. We're back in the saddle, back yep. in the shop. As I rewrote the title, yep, the boys are back in the shop. Yeah, because I was saying, if we do not come back in like two weeks, we're just gonna wait till <laughs> falls over. We're just gonna give, like, no, we should just give the the, season, the seasonal awards. Like, guys, we didn't cover anything, but here are our awards. No, we'll talk about. The, well, no, we were just talking about the season as a whole at the very yeah. end. Like, all right, let's. Here's these next week awards, and What'd then we're going to fall. Would you rate it? Great. We didn't hear anything about this. Pleasant surprise. We may do that one season just to fuck with you guys. We like just, uh, just come back. We're taking it. Yeah, we're pulling a Kyrie saying. There might be a time we'll have a season off. Also, we're pulling a Kyrie saying. We're we're gonna take an indefinite hiatus. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, guys, close us out, Matt. But uh, yeah, guys, uh, we're back. Good to be back. We talked our cake. We're full of cake. We're gonna get out of here. Follow Three me hours at Damian Phoenix. Counting. <laughs> yeah. Follow me at Damian Phoenix twelve on Twitter. You can follow him at Showstopper twenty four. Follow our Twitter at TalkToKiki. We also have a link tree for where we listen to your favorite podcasts. We're on YouTube. We're on Apple Music. We're on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon. You name it, we're there. You can type us in on the Google search bar. We'll be in the first couple of pages. All, all just TalkToKiki, wherever you want to listen to us. Uh, we want to thank Sean for being our editor. And we want to thank uh, W2M Radio and – sorry, W2M Network and ChairShot Radio. Follow us, follow them at Chairshot Media and at W2M Network. Uh, follow them there and give me Instagram so we can go home. Yes, you can follow my Instagram at AI underscore anime24. That's I anime24. You can follow my podcast Instagram at podcast.senpai. You can follow our Talk the Keki Instagram at T A L K T E K E K I. That's Talk the Keki. Again, as Matt said, all of our socials have link trees where you can follow us as uh, in our personal endeavors. I always skip that part. I always fuck that part up when I'm talking about it. It's all right. Um, guys, I'm hoping this goes through. I may do an MMA podcast with Andy tomorrow. We all shall right. see, depending on his schedule. Looking forward to bringing you more podcasting from myself as always. Also, we'll be back uh, Wednesday with G1 preview for the quarterfinals. And You will be. I will not. You won't be. Okay, so I'll be. I'll be doing that one. Yeah, you get to ride. You get to ride the fucking ship with the fucking low time. Yeah, we'll be talking about how we feel about A, B, C, D block. Um, yeah, that's about it. Um, anything else? No, man. Let's get the fuck out. All right, till then. We'll see you guys next week. Arigato, Nato, Faku, and Sayonara. Sayonara, Minasan. Bye bye. That took you long. God damn it. <laughs> if you have sleep apnea and struggle with CPAP, consider that CPAPs were invented in 1980. Do you even remember 1980? Everyone's house had one telephone. There were like four TV channels. Now for people who struggle with CPAP, there's Inspire. Inspire treats sleep apnea inside your body at the click of a remote. No mask, no hose, just sleep. 
To learn more, visit InspireSleep.com. Inspire is not for everyone. Talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you and review important safety information at InspireSleep.com. Welcome to where the 5 to 9 more than makes up for the 9 to 5. To where you check your troubles, along with your coat. Days are made, even at 10 at night. Welcome to the best time you've ever had since the last time you were here. To old friends, new experiences, and forgotten cares. Welcome to where life moves at the speed of you. Welcome to Valley Forge Casino Resort by Boyd. Welcome to where you want to be. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.